Hey everyone, welcome back to the IWP Network, or if it's your first time, welcome hanging out with us. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast, and feedback is always welcome. So make sure to check the links below for all social media links, audio and video versions of this show, and merch. We look forward to hearing from you and hearing that feedback, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We are back live. Tornado Tech podcast. Where am I? Yeah. Ryan is at the table. He is he is in the flesh, hanging out with us. Oh, I just very exciting. Andy is Andy's scrambling. Uh, he's a little behind today. He's still he's still eating his cake. If you, if you can get it, we don't have a, a straight shot of him. But all right, all right. he's not wearing <laughs> blue lipstick. That is the uh, that is the cake. <laughs> the it is your, is delicious. <laughs> I know you're you're really into I tried it. I to make it green, but um, yellow. Am I on camera here? Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's Liv Morgan over here. What is in this icing? <laughs> Ecstasy. You're yeah. gonna have, it's going to be a great podcast. Um, so, we yeah. In my whole mouth. It's going to be fun. Are my, te- my teeth are blue. Yeah, and my tongue is blue. Yeah. And my lips. And this icing. Yes. So, everybody, wish Andy so a what, happy birthday yeah. here. Um, it's the 24th. As we recording, is only the 23rd. Yes. But we are, Close we, we are mere hours away. Mere hours away from your birthday. Mm hmm. Um, Let's state my hands. Yeah, it's probably going. <laughs> this is the strongest icing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Do you remember that gum that would turn your mouth blue? I think they made Tongue splashers. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So we want to thank our sponsors, Abaddon Tattoo Studio, a unique professional experience nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. They provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed, professional, and sterile environment. Um, also, if you're like the us, oh, how am I going to read this one? In, uh, if you're like us in the morning, you're probably a zombie until your fourth or fifth cup of coffee. Well, not anymore. Fellow podcaster Sharkbite Biz has launched their own coffee line, Dead House Coffee. That is the freshest coffee around. Store-bought coffee can be sitting on the shelves for months sometimes, but not this brew. It's shipped within 24 hours of being roasted to ensure you get the freshest coffee experience go-around. Go to deadhousecoffee.com. That's deadhousecoffee.com. And use your code TORNADO. For 10% off through purchase to help out this show and also that business. Don't be a zombie. Deadhouse Coffee. Get back to life. Don't be the zombie either. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit there, bro. Thank you. Yeah, there a little bit. I, I, I went to buy the coffee. I haven't got around to it yet. But it does look like it would be pretty good. Yeah. Sounds good from reading everything. On yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, we were, were you gain, where you lose one, you gain one. So we lost somebody here in our Patreon. Um which is okay. It happens. I understand. Sometimes you know you can't do what you got. You got to do what you got to do. Sometimes, but uh, we currently, right now, we want to thank our active members. Uh, we want to thank our brand new member. Uh, I'm gonna probably butcher your last name, so let me know if I did it right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Borzrath, B O Z A R T H. Bor Bozarth, I believe. Bozarth. I, I have not I would seen say it. Bozarth. Bozarth. I, I like that. Bozarth. Yeah, uh, I've never heard that name before. Um, Borzrath. Brand, brand new, brand new uh, donator. So thank you so and much, man. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Borda's head is damn good. It is good. Yes. Um, Tree of Life Metaphysical Shop. Brad Zalonis. The PA Pile Driver Podcast. High Earth, in other words. Jay, Austin Blackwell, and Jennifer Myers. Um, Quick little news. Obviously, check the links below to go follow us on all social media, YouTube, the whole nine. Just hit 
500 subscribers on YouTube. I know. How about right. that? We finally did it. It took three years, and here we are. Um, 500. 500. The PWI 500. Yes. We made the top 500. I think we're at 501. Right. Even oh, better. Wow. Yeah, so if you're watching this uh, and you're not subscribed, just give us a. We're gonna a make a list of the YouTube subscribers. We're yeah. gonna rank them. We're gonna rank 500. all top 500 YouTube subscribers. <laughs> Everyone but one guy makes it. The IWEP 500. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That might be a thing soon. We have enough time to prep it. We'll do our own <laughs> our own 500 list. Um, oh my god. <laughs> that's all you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Number I'll, one, Andy Head. I'll do a top, yeah top 20. <laughs> yeah, maybe a top 20. But yeah, so um, and also we're gonna be at the. Legends of let's uh, Legends of Legends Hamburg? of Legends of Hamburg Legends of Hamburg at the yeah. Fieldhouse the Hamburg Fieldhouse in what Hamburg date? Pennsylvania what date is that was it June twelfth July twenty fourth July twenty fourth July twenty fourth four um, days after my birthday well how about yeah, that yeah we'll have your your banner hanging up. yeah plenty of parking there you don't have to worry about that yeah the uh, legendary Hamburg Fieldhouse mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff happened there so many cool things that was where WWF before superstars hit the road, that was their TV taping spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would do literally everything there. And if you look back at a lot of those classic <clears throat> Piper's pits where Jimmy Snooker gets a coconut hit over his head, where Frankie Williams gets beat up, that's all at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. Yeah. So Andre the Giant was there. Hulk Hogan was there. Vince McMahon was there. Mm-hmm. Roddy Piper was there. You name it, they were there. Mm-hmm. I Andy, won the outbreak title. Andy How won, a, cha- Andy won Andy a championship there. I just want to say that. Yeah. I, I would say the best for last. Yes. I also watched the ECW show there when they were there. When it was really? really hot. They, yeah. There was like a November to remember. They did like night one, night two before it was on pay-per-view. And night one was in Hamburg. Night two was at the arena. Nice. It was the, the hot spot like in their... Well, that well, was the 70s. It's a great building. In the early 80s. It's a great building. Yeah. It's, like, it still is nice. They still get to sit on the original chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one gets broke just about every show, but they still have them. <laughs> yep. I'm bringing my own chair. There we go. Those, 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 oh, those, those chairs suck. Yeah, they're rough. Um, it's uh, 123 South 4th Street, Hamburg, PA, and you can find them on Facebook. It's Legends of Hamburg dash the pro wrestling, what is it? Fan Fest. Yes. That's it. It's um, at Legends of Hamburg. Do you Hamburg. have the list of the, some of the names announced? Yeah. Uh, so far announced, we have Tornado Tag Podcast is going to be there. We're going to be uh, there. Speaking, hey, I'm leading with the big one now. Yeah. And then PA Pile Driver. Uh, one well, of we'll, we, we'll be sharing a table with uh, High Tension Wrestling. Yeah. And, we'll, Camp and, and, and Camp Leapfrog, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. Yeah. Very excited for that. Yeah. Also, Outbreak Wrestling will be represented. Yeah. And then after the, the Fan Fest is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then at 6 p.m., Outbreak Wrestling returns. There we go. A live crowd for the first time. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very you exciting. go eat at that. Or drink at that brewery there, was it 1776? 1787. Yeah, what, yeah, go to yeah, the, the sticker right there. There we go. They're going to have a, uh, I know they're going to have a barbecue food truck out Ooh. there too. They're, t- mm-hmm. they're trying to get as many food trucks as they can out there. A lot of vendors. Good. Be a lot of vendors. You can, and, and you get to meet a lot of stars. And it's not going to be that expensive. It's not going to be like $50 ticket or nothing. Yeah. Um, and then just to, to break down the stars real yep. quick, uh, Brooklyn Brawler, our buddy, the Brooklyn Brawler. We hung out with him. Uh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> he was a doink at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things there. Missy Hyatt, the first lady mm. of professional wrestling. Missy Hyatt's going to be there. One of the uh, all-time heel, these call them valets. We'll call them managers now. Mm-hmm. Equality. Missy Hyatt's going to be there. Speaking of all-time great managers, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. That's exciting. Yeah, baby, to be there. we got beans and taters. <laughs> and he, he, he wrote the greatest wrestling theme song of all time. Yes, he did. He wrote several of them. He, he wrote the best. Which all one? American Boys. Mm. It's a ringtone on my phone. I was more leaning towards Sexy Boy. Oh, he also wrote, I think, American Made, the, the Hogan WCW yeah, theme. He yeah, he wrote... And uh, Nats, Nasty Boys. And, na- oh, so many of them. I think he wrote every WCW one that's not stock, like Dean yeah. Michael had stock music. And yeah. a lot of the earlier WWF ones he wrote, too. He wrote... 
like crank it up, which he used for the Young Stallion. Yeah, I don't think he wrote Demolitions, but he, no, I, th- that, I Rick think Derringer. Rick Derringer might have done that. But like yeah. Honky Tonk Man, mm-hmm. stuff like all them ones. Big Boss Man. Uh, speaking, if you want a legendary. Uh, Announce uh, musicians. Um, mm-hmm. the, I just literally, as I was about to say, it left my head. Um, the guy who wrote like the Undertakers and stuff like that. The, Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. He just did a podcast with. It's coming out soon with uh, Chris Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Fleet. Oh, nice. Yeah, very good interview. They I like him a lot. Never fired we, him. No, they shouldn't. They still. Have, we, we do still have more people for Hamburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, New Jack. Uh, if you're a fan of Secrets of the Ring, yeah, I'm not saying nothing now. He's going to be in our company. <laughs> hey, don't well, say nothing. Um, I'm not getting stabbed. Just watch yourself. Here's some old school for you. Former tag team champion, multi-time WWF, and I believe even WWWF tag team champion. Uh, our generation, like me and Andy, we know him more as a road agent. He would always be in there to break up the fights. Tony Gurria. Tony Gurria. That's New one of my Zealand mom's zone. favorite wrestlers. Tony? Really? Yeah. You get, get her picture, autograph. Give it to her. Yeah. Uh, she used to go to the field house to see him back in the day, so he oh, did wow. wrestle there. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Schuylkill County's own Snitsky. Gene oh, Snitsky. It's not his fault. That's no, not. And then uh, last and certainly not least, the uh, one of the more underrated workers of the early WWF era, a, one of the better intercontinental champions of that era, too. Arriba. Tito Santana. Yep. I met mm-hmm. Tito Santana at the same show where I watched Abdul the Butcher and Terry Funk almost kill each other really wow he tito santana was at chenado high school once wow I, yeah I, yep. I watched him at a show it was a couple years ago now but i'm like wow tito's still moving around pretty C- good curtis Not says like he was in the 80s curtis says excited to be there with you guys yeah same here man yeah. we're pumped to pumped yeah. to finally see each other more to be at it yeah field uh, house is pretty big i'm sure the ring will be in the middle yeah so probably get pictures with i know a lot of other ring. podcasts do tune in and check out if you want to uh Debut your podcast or our show off, like just kind of get your name out there. Or if you're a vendor, you can uh, you can buy a table as well. Yeah, just uh, go to the uh, Legends of Hamburg Facebook and message them, and they'll set up. Yeah, work a deal. So as of right now, uh, the first round of Camp Leapfrog's Frog Sport is going out. Mm-hmm. So you can go check them out at IndependentWrestlingTV uh, right now. We're I, we're sharing a lot of them as well. I believe it's on their Facebook. They're, yeah, it's Facebook.com. It's going to be. Let me pull it up here. At independent wrestling, very yes. easy to find. Yeah, um, tonight is Janaya versus uh, Big Calix, I believe. Okay. Yeah. He, and li- listen to this. Uh, Janai Kai is five six one twenty five, and for Big Calix, this is height big, weight really big. Yep. He's a big he, dude. He's a big fella. Yeah. yeah. He's at PBW once. Really? Hmm. What? Way back. Really? They had a Chikara match. Yeah. I. Uh, he. He was very entertaining. Like behind the scenes. Yeah, I didn't get to see him. He, he's I, I fun. Don't, I don't really yeah. know too much about it's him. Funny so. dude. All I can say he's a big dude. He's, he's huge. He's probably about six four, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. He's a big guy. Um, Way over two hundred. So poor Janaya. <laughs> so we got to see Janaya during WrestleMania weekend mm-hmm. at Bloodsport. Yep. She she was in a, uh, a fight there uh, along with uh, Yoya who and Matt Mikowski who were yep. all in the same Bloodsport fights that you're going to see also be participating in Frog Sport. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, We'll we'll talk more news later on on our Patreon. If you'd like to join us over on our Patreon, it's five bucks for bonus content, a dollar for a shout out, so you can come over. We we have a lot of content out there. I'm pretty proud of it. We have a lot going on. Um, I think this will be our fifth or sixth tornado tag episode. That's where we really like just talk about what's going on right mm-hmm. now. We don't do like full show reviews oh, or anything. A lot to talk about, too. but there's a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and that's where we kind of. Like I said, let her hair down a little bit. But that, that'll be um, recorded tonight and be up immediately following. Um, Post-haste. Post-haste, <laughs> yeah. Immediately, if not sooner. But tonight's topic. It's the greatest topic in the history of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our great podcast. Our great podcast, yeah. We, so, uh, Sidewalk slams for everybody. Yeah. And back leg front kicks. <laughs> we, uh, I, I need to be a little more, I guess, clear 
on uh, on our on our banners when I'm promoting oh, yeah, the episodes. It's not going to be on the actual yeah. show. Yes, card yes. subject to change. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> I, as I posted it, like to me, I didn't think of anything because mm-hmm. we've done this before. It was like this week's topic, yeah. and we put like this high school. Well, I just put this Friday. Tony Schiavone, <laughs> and then on the thing it says our topic tonight is Tony Schiavone. Yeah. So unfortunately, Tony Schiavone, if you're coming here to see that, uh, is not yeah, going he, to be on the show. He's not here. Um, we'll not be calling in. Uh, we listen. He's here in spirit. We're not saying we would be upset if he. <laughs> that wasn't. sounds like he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's here in yeah. spirit. Um, we're just not at the level of being big calyx enough to get <laughs> to get uh, a Tony Schiavone in our show. But doesn't doesn't mean we wouldn't accept him. <laughs> so. It, if you're ever listening to maybe this, maybe someday Tony Gurria first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get, yeah, we'll go up the, <laughs> up the ladder. And we'll, we'll have Andy's mom as a guest when we yeah. get Gurria on. <laughs> Flirting with him. Then we'll, get, then we'll get Tony Atlas. We'll yeah. really be climbing the ladder. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that, like, the, the the ring announcer is like higher than all these guys, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, not everyone who steps between those ropes and uh, hits a rope is always the guy who makes the most uh, impressionable. This is true. Yeah, and not everyone in the Hall of Fame true. deserves it. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim. Anyway, uh, limo <laughs> driver. <Nope. laughs> that tonight we are talking Tony Schiavone. Um, we are very excited for this topic because it's something that I didn't really know a lot of Schiavone because I was not a WCW guy, and uh, neither was he. Yeah, <laughs> not really big on WCW. Yeah, uh, which well, especially in the, the not many years. people that that were in. Now I'm not talking about Jim Crockett promotions because Tony Schiavone did love that, and Rick yes. Flair loved that. A lot of people love that. Not a lot of people look back at working for WCW and be like, yeah, that was a great time. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Hogan. Yeah, probably, yeah. Maybe until the end with, with Russo. I mean, Hall and Nash, they got to do whatever they wanted. And, well, yeah. Hall and Nash don't remember working. Yeah. <laughs> they were drunk <laughs> the whole time. Some of like, the lower-level guys are just happy to be there. Yeah, they got a paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Like like Lenny Lane. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Lodi, funny. who's yeah, like Lo- uh, Scott Steiner now. Yeah. I'm trying to... If you're on Facebook, just look up Lodi from WCW. And he was in the video game. Out. Uh, I think he was. Yeah, he was, one he was of the, the sign guy from Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he. So I'm trying to go back. with well, This is pre-Peacock. I was going back and watching all the Nitros, but I don't okay. think everything's up there yet. Probably not. Or I just haven't gone yeah. to look because I'm lazy. But um, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch all this old WCW. And then I listened to like six podcasts with Shivani and Jericho, and everyone's like, it was awful. <laughs> it was like the worst time of my life. But So it's like, oh, you're really selling me to go back and look at the old stuff. But. There's some good stuff. Not so much in 2000, 2001, though. Like yeah. 1995, 96, WCW is very good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he also has a, a graphic novel coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, butts and Seats. The Butts and Seats, which we'll get into that uh, famous uh-huh. catchphrase. Yeah, the, uh, but it is officially over, so if you didn't get a chance to back it, you missed out. You, you'll, you'll be able to buy the book once it comes out, but you're not going to get those limited edition stuff. Covers, yeah. Very excited to say we're going to get a Tony Schiavone autograph. That yeah, is what, cool. Is he signing the book or is he signing the print? I think he's signing, like you get like a card, like a like an old school card, like a wrestling card. Oh, okay. And it's the art of the... Uh, the book is the card. I could be wrong though, but uh, we. And I'm gonna get the the Batman pin. We're getting the Batman pins and, and, the, stuff. and then the the championship foil embossed logo yeah, on the bottom cool. of the book. Yeah, if I was kind of kicking myself, I was uh, before you got here, Andy. I was telling Tony about how before he got back with AEW and stuff in the very very beginning of the podcast with Conrad, how if you would buy one of his pro wrestling t shirts, he would call yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I should have bought one. Why did I buy one? Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to buy one. But I'm like, I don't feel weird talking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be the same way. It's like, oh, I can. Uh, Hi, Tony. Yeah. Hey. How are you? I liked when you did wrestling. Yeah. That's it. We got to go. <laughs> Remember when you yeah. were fighting with Bobby Heenan? That was weird. You feel like that, that old Chris Farley <laughs> skit on SNL? That was great. Yeah. You, 
you remember when you were in the Beatles? Yeah, remember? <laughs> That's, that was awesome. So <laughs> to connect this to me, because I can, the one guy whose name is uh, Josh Ross, he did okay. my Wonder Woman tattoo, and he's doing some art in the book. Yeah. Oh. Joshua Ross is his full name. He has a place in... It wasn't F or not, not Ephrata. It's in Bethlehem now. It's a tattoo shop. The Sem- book looks Semi-Ray awesome. Gun? The book looks yeah. awesome. So he's on it, and then Dirk Manning does a lot of it. But does I'm pulling up right now. And I'm going to see how much it made here real quick. Look, if it's not Abaddon tattoos, yeah, yeah I don't care. How, how dare I? hundred, I think 137? 135392 And yeah. all they wanted was $20,000. Yeah, so. they made $137,000. It shows you the love for Tony Schiavone. Absolutely. Yeah. For and it's a comic book. Yeah, it's just a. Yeah. I actually because of this comic book, I went and I ordered the, um, the graphic novel. What's like the, the the history of professional wrestling? Oh, it's like a graphic novel. It's all the history of yeah, professional wrestling. Yeah, I haven't That's seen very it. cool. Yeah. yeah, so I ordered that too. They said it's a good graphic novel. Um, but yeah, let's get into Tony Schiavone. Let's get into Tony Schiavone. Why not? Oh, there's ladies <laughs> coming. That's Tony's dog, Bug. <laughs> yeah, we got, we couldn't get Tony, but we got Tony's dog here. But it's well, it is technically Tony's dog. Yeah, it is, yeah. Lady, not Lady Bud. Well, technically Tony isn't Tony. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Tony he, is not Tony. He is Noah. Uh that he is one of those uh, people that goes by their middle name. Uh his name is Noah Anthony Shivani. Uh born November seventh, nineteen sixty three. Nice hoodie. Uh born and raised in Craigsville, Virginia. Okay. See your hoodie? Not, I do, I yeah, do. She's wearing my hoodie. Not West Virginia like Conrad always says. No, Virginia. Yeah. Virginia, the good Virginia. well. Mm. <laughs> I've been on some shows in West Virginia, and they were not good. They will, uh, some place in Virginia will literally pay you, if you're working like remotely, they will pay you $12,000 to move there. Wow. Like, really? Hmm, $12,000. Yeah, West Virginia. Let me tell you, I was, I was happy with the sheets there. Oh, okay. And then I got the hell out. You got the hell out of there. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, uh, he has been married to, uh, if you know the podcast, Lois mm-hmm. Shivani since 1981. They have five children. Five. Uh, and they had them within, within like seven years, I think. They were getting had, at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was busy. Yeah, and uh, one of them, Matt Shivani, uh, one of I think one of his two older kids. Uh, he's worked for Fox News for nearly a decade. He's in the TV business. Mm. Uh, he's also worked with MLB Network, and he, he's brought that up on the uh, the podcast with Conrad Thompson. Uh, very small town in Virginia that, that uh, Shivani's from, Craigsville, Virginia. It is near the West Virginia border, so he's kind of close, kind of mm-hmm. close to to West Virginia. And he graduated from a. A very small high school, Buffalo Gap High School near uh, in nearby Swoop, Virginia. Swoop? And then he moved on to James Madison University, where he graduated in 1980. And he, he always wanted to get into sports casting. That was his goal. He was a sports guy. Uh, in particular, he loved baseball. And he wound up getting a job fairly quickly out of college at WTON. Actually, it was a volunteer. I take that back. He was a volunteer. He basically went to them and said, hey... Um, I heard your your thing on the uh, High Tension Network with uh, Scott, Scott Finout. Yeah. Same thing Scott had said. I think he said that on the podcast where he's mm-hmm. like, he went to, to PPW. He's like, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I'll pay you to I'll do it. I'll pay you here. to do it. That was, yeah. That's right, yeah. And uh, so uh, Tony didn't go that far. Tony's not as generous as Scott. Um, <laughs> but he, he said, you know, I'll, I'll do what you need me to do. Uh, he had grown up listening to uh, very much like another uh, another guy we know from PPW, Paul Bow. He This was covering high school sports. And that's where he kind of cut his teeth in broadcasting. And he's like, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Uh, he grew up listening it's to the station. kind of like me at Leaf Rock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll carry someone's bag and I don't care. Yeah. And uh, he paid his dues. And he would set up equipment. He would keep stats during basketball games. And he wound up filling in, calling a basketball game. Because, uh, at least for the first half, the regular announcer just didn't show up because 
he went to the wrong school. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's like, oh, I thought it was a home game for that school or uh, something mm-hmm. like that. I guess it was so, just either too far away or he's like, eh, fuck it. Well, he showed home. up after the second, he showed oh, up in the so second half. Show, okay, because like, yeah. like, like Pottstown, Pottsville for yeah. people around here. Mm-hmm. That's, you would be an hour away just about. Yeah. So. yeah. But but with, in this case, uh, he just covered the first half and when he got back, the, the guy who owned the station, Al Charles, said, you sounded terrible, <laughs> but you did the right thing. We needed to get on the air. So he, he's like, you need to get better with it, but I'm glad you did. I'm glad you took the initiative to do it. Mm-hmm. And he would get another break during the regional basketball championships that year. Big snowstorm. Big snowstorm. Basketball is a winter sport. Virginia is not too far from here. We know what it's like when it snows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the only person uh, on the on that station at that station to make it to the game. Somebody else from another station, a rival station, made it there too. But Shivani's station was the only one that could get their phone line connected to the station to run the show. So he was the no. only person in the area calling the game, uh, which featured Fort Defiance High School. And their star player was a guy named Del Curry, who went on to a lot of uh, acclaim as a professional basketball player in his own right. But now he's best known for his kids, uh, Seth and Stephen Curry. I was going to say, Curry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Del Curry is their father. And Curry man of TNA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's hot, he's spicy, he tastes great. Uh, so... so from there, his career was off. Again, he showed the initiative. He, was, he made it there when nobody else could. And so he got more regular gigs at the time. And so he, at, at, he starts putting feelers out and starts putting uh, applications out for jobs. And he got a job with his alma mater, with James Madison University. doing. Uh, he was going to do football and basketball for them. But then he also had put in an application for a minor league baseball team in Greensboro, North Carolina, the Greensboro Hornets. And he got that job, too. And it was away from home. It was a less prestige job. It was single-A baseball, which is the lowest rung you can still be and still be part of the major league system. But baseball was his love. He didn't love basketball. He didn't love football. He wanted to call baseball. So he takes a job, and he winds up becoming the radio voice of the Hornets. And there in Greensboro is where he meets Lois, and they marry. And a year later, they have a child on the way. He works quick. And... uh he wanted the promotion. He's like, I'm starting a family. It's time to move up in the world. So this is where kind of fate comes together. He puts in an application. He sees that the AAA, which is the next step up in baseball, a little more of a high-profile a high gig, higher-paying gig, with the AAA Charlotte Orioles. And if you remember back to an episode we did a few months ago, the Jim Crockett episode, the Charlotte Orioles were a minor league cl- club owned by Jim Crockett Promotions. Mm-hmm. And the person who was really in charge with the family, with that, the general manager of the team, if you remember from that show, you should have done your homework, was uh, Francis Crockett, uh, the sister of Jim Crockett Jr. and David Crockett and Jackie Crockett, who were more in, w- in with the wrestling thing. Who also, her husband was going to be the next in yeah. line. and then he wound up cheating, and then he was out the door. Yeah. And uh, so not long after he takes the, uh, the, the, the lead um, broadcasting job for the, the Charlotte Orioles... He starts pestering Francis Crockett. No, I want to do the wrestling. I want to do wrestling, yeah, too. He, he would, would go to wrestling shows, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which would have been Jim Crockett at the time or whatever it was known as. So, yeah, it was Jim Crockett. Mid-Atlantic, yeah, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, yeah. Jim Crockett Promotions. So, yeah, he's like, well, he knows that's where their money's made. Like, this baseball thing's nice to do these concerts. The, comp- the family makes their money on wrestling. That is what paid the bills. That's what kept the lights on. Everything else maybe made some money here and there, but they were a wrestling was what was their business. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so Which is F- crazy because like they didn't really market like have like like to- like WWE had the toys and stuff like that like they didn't like they didn't come up with that until no, later they hardly even had shirts like t-shirts no. or not like it you was, can't go find like old it was the shows it was the shows. live yeah. shows they didn't yeah. even pay for the TV 
Yeah. The TV was basically there. Uh, mo- I don't know what their exact arrangement was, but most most TV things at that point until Vince changed it, and Vince would actually pay. Vince would pay stations to be on because he knew he'd recoup it at the arena. Mm-hmm. The TV show was something they would do for free for the TV station. Wrestling would get great ratings. So the TV station was like, we're getting it for free, and we're going to get a high-rated show? Where do I sign up? Yeah. Like in Memphis. Memphis was ridiculous. They they would get like a 70 share. They would get like Super Bowl ratings every day, every week for Memphis wrestling. That's crazy. Yeah. Everyone would watch it. It was the yeah. thing to do. We, we were, when we were going to get your, your uh, cake and stuff and snacks and everything else mm-hmm. I bought, because um, it just like had a huge sweet tooth. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to tell Heidi to eat some of that cake. So. Yeah. Um, she will. But she, uh, yeah. The uh, we went to the, on the toy auction to say if I could find like an Alexa Bliss Barbie doll or something like that. Yeah, or anything. There's none, dude. It's not just W. It's not just AEW. Like the WWE, WWE sell, stuff. Sells out all of those stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. So they got a case of Masters of the Universe. My friend works there today. Gone. He bought three of them. So there's six in the case. <laughs> yeah, and three the three up sold. Yeah. So and like anytime they get AEW, they last for roughly three hours. They had the belts there. They had a lot of yeah, the. Yeah, they do belts. get a lot of the belts and, and the, the ring was there. And then WWE guys like sometimes. Uh, like there'll be like the new day or Roman or like mm-hmm. the other ones that kind of stay there, but everybody else just sells. Yeah, it's insane. Right. It's the uh, it's like I don't I wouldn't say it's '90s yet, but it's wrestling is getting popular again. Like it, it's yeah. it's I feel like people just buy the toys. I mean that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a hot commodity. It's, and it's we haven't had a, a WWE game a video game in like a year now. Yeah. Well, besides that battleground. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was awful. Oh, they added so many people to that game now. Uh, yeah, I went and like, turned it on. It's like holy shit, all these people there and for free, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, it's on PS Now too. Like if you have, I don't know if it's on Xbox Game. Yeah, Pass, I mean for PS free, too, but yeah. it ain't that good. I had to go back and play it. Maybe if they did some cool. changes to stuff, I, I want to try. Change the, the gameplay. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. But yeah, we haven't had a, a real a game. and we haven't had an AEW game yet. But I'm sure once the next one does come out, which will probably be WWE first, two K twenty one. Yeah, so which looks crazy. good. The yeah, little cinematic so thing they put out look good. Yeah. But it's it's crazy. Just like you said, you can't find wrestling toys. Like no. wrestling merchandise in Walmart is like you cannot find it. Mm-hmm. And tar- it sells out in Target too. Yeah, like it's pretty. It's so imagine pretty. if they would have had Jim Crocker promotion yeah. action figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably would have been lame because it was the eighties. But still, like something. I think, I think the first thing they really did like that they had Four Horsemen vitamins in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> really. They do like Four Horsemen <laughs> vitamins. And yeah. Dusty Rhodes would do Mellow Yellow commercials. That taste the beef Mountain Dew, baby. Go down real smooth, baby. I real love smooth. Mellow Yellow is probably my favorite. Mellow Yellow is good. I like Mellow Yellow. Uh, at Burger King, I don't know if you're a peach oh, flavored you fan. And yeah. You need to mix flavors. Mm-hmm. Peach Mellow Yellow. So down south they have the red Mellow Yellow, like oh. standard. Really? Yeah, it's mm. it's like red Mountain Dew, like it's mm. standard. It's in every cooler. It's, it's like cherry. Standard. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's good. I, I like either regular one better though. Uh, WB two K twenty one, not twenty, uh, not or twenty two. Not sure it's coming out. No, twenty two. They definitely just put a video the one they out for. announced at WrestleMania. Yeah, it was Cesaro and Cesaro so, and Rey Mysterio. Two K twenty two. Then yeah, okay, I, I think it was 20- it's always your head. You, yeah, I had two K twenty one was scrapped. Two K twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, that one is officially announced. Yeah. It, the, it's a, it was a cinematic, but still interesting thing is it's coming out for technically the PlayStation or the, X, the PS four and the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. They didn't make a compatible version oh. yet. I'm, I'm sure next gen will be on the way. Yeah. If not, it'll be upscale. Or what they'll do is just put it out and then. Crank the sliders. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Back to Tony Schiavone. Uh, yeah. At, at, when we left him off, he was doing baseball, doing very well. Uh, that one year he was in that in the in the team in Greensboro, he was that league. I think it was the South Atlantic League. He was their broadcaster of the year. And this is a guy right out of college. So yeah. he's he's already shown a knack for this. He moves on to Charlotte, and he's with the Orioles. And then finally, in 1983, he gets the opportunity and. 
Francis Crockett says, we need somebody to go to Ric Flair's house and interview him. And it's you. And Tony Schiavone is starstruck. Yeah. He's shitting his pants. That'd be awesome. Can you yeah. imagine? I don't know if I'd be able and, to. And what, what year was it? 86? 83. 83. I think it was when they, because that was setting up for Starcade. And I think it was when they had the thing where Race would put the bounty out on, on uh, Flair. And they, they. What was it? $50,000 than a man who's tough enough to take out Ric Flair. Kabuki. Yeah, Kabuki. <laughs> $50,000. And they did a thing where I think it was Bob Orton Jr. and somebody were the ones that claimed the bounty on Flair. I forget who the other person was. And so, so Flair was out there acting like, oh, in 1983, man, you, the year I was born, you weren't even thought of. <laughs> uh, Ric Flair, oh, I think Ric Flair's going to have to retire now. He's already been yeah. the world champion once, and now he's going to have to hang it Probably up because over. the bounty's been claimed. Jesus Christmas. And, and so they go to his house, and they go to... Well, Terry Funk retired two years before that. Yeah. Uh, they go, so they go to Flair's house, and Shivani's the one doing the interview, like, I'm back. I'm, I'm, I want the gold. I want my title back to set up for Starcade. That's the s- slow build to it. And I think Shivani did backstage stuff for Starcade because once he did that interview with Flair, they started using him a little more sparingly. He was still doing the baseball. That was his main gig. But they would work him in every now and then. And I think by the second star, Kate in 84, that was the one, like WrestleMania 2, where they did it in Atlanta and in Greensboro. And I think he was in one of their, one of the uh, locations for that. But by 1985, and this really intertwines, this part of it really does intertwine a lot with the Jim Crockett one we did. And again, it's here. Because in 85, the big thing that happens is Black, Black Saturday. WWF takes over Georgia Championship Wrestling's spot on WTBS. And... When that happens, eventually it crashes and burns, mm-hmm. and Crockett buys a time slot. And when that happens, they need announcers. And Bob Caudle was their normal announcer when they do the studio show in Charlotte or Greensboro. He lived in Winston-Salem, was too far away to go to Atlanta, which is where they're doing this new show. So for the new Saturday 605 show, World Championship Wrestling, the one everybody loves, the one that's on the network... It's Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. So now he is being plucked out of the baseball team, and he is a full-time wrestling announcer in 1985. And so when two years later they go to pay-per-view, Starcade 87 is the first pay-per-view for Crockett, even though it was only on like six cable systems, because Vince was like, either take Survivor Series and you don't show Starcade or you don't get WrestleMania. So even though it was only on those little few cable systems, they had Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, who was coming fresh from the UWF, mm-hmm. As your announcer, so he calls the first pay-per-view ever in Jim Crockett promotion slash WCW history. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the '80s, not too long after this, '88 is when uh, is when Crockett sells, B- mainly because Starkid was such a money loser. They had so much money tied up, and Vince just screwed them. And they had they uh, made the Dallas office too. So yeah, they were spending a lot of money. They, they were, bought a jet, maybe yeah. flying a little bit too much on the yeah. jet, and they were really burning through the cash, spending it all up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they didn't have merchandise. If they had merchandise, they probably yeah. could have supported all that. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have action figures. They didn't have. Just imagine like Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes T-shirts and action figures. Yeah. Well, they had the Four Horsemen shirt, I believe, and they had the, the Dusty shirt, but but they didn't have like a Magnum would have had a shirt. Yeah. yeah. It would have sold like crazy. They didn't, ha- and I don't think they mass marketed like WWF. They did so much catalog business. Yeah, but like, the ice cream bars. Yeah. They were out by '88. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that WWF catalog, they would make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Who made the rubber toys? The, uh, the big... LJM was WWF. Yeah. yeah. yeah but were was they, were the they for WWE? 
Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. I believe they might have been AWA, might have had them first. Yeah, I think AWA had the, AWA had hard plastic. They were the Ronco uh, toys, the uh, Remco okay, yeah, toys. Yeah, yeah, the Ronco, dog yeah. toy, the, the, the chew toy ones. That was LJN, that was WWF. Yeah, the ones that don't move, they're just like rubbery, but they're kind of hard. Like you, you could knock someone out with them if you wanted to. Now, there was a licensing deal, and I don't know if it was through Crockett. I feel but like I like, had a Vader one. Yeah, there was WCW ones then later. Later. In like 92. Vader, Vader was Vader was, an I, a, Vader was Leon White in, in this, at this point. The baby I have bowl. the Vader one, and it's on my stove right now. And he's like this. And yeah, it doesn't move. Yeah, I had him and Hogan. The WCW. And the Vader one was like you can kill somebody. Yeah, with that. Was that was so in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, you could knock someone out with that Vader. One hundred percent. Yeah, you can kill. Now him. the Macho Man Hogan. He was like like this. You know. All right. Crockett didn't have. 20. I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm only saying this because I, oh, I don't. I shaking everything. No, no, no. Does he sound distorted or muffled? Who me? My head just sounds different right now. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I sound like far away. No, I think you. Uh, I I do have you turned up all the way. Okay, but. Like I have, <laughs> um, oh okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Here. My head feels different right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I do sound a little muffly to myself. Okay. I, just, I don't know. If yeah, Andy might need to come up a, a, a hair. Yeah, give me the Howard thing. I'm like, Robert. Yeah. I, I sorry. I'm just. I apologize, everybody who's listening. Because you may or may not have a head cold. <laughs> yeah, we'll say it's a head cold. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Boy, hello, sibilance. All right. Maybe the just brown fox maybe just a hair back a little bit. Maybe you're just, to me it was like you were just you were no, no, this is worse. Yeah. This is worse. Uh, you, you, I think you need to bring Andy up a tad. I'm too that, right, whoa, good, hey, good there. hey. Yeah. All right. A little more to that. All right. I think sorry. I did sound muffled. Hey guys, I just want to talk to my hair. <laughs> all right. So First time, first time. The first toy. in <laughs> uh, AWA had the Ronco toys, and you had like Rick Martell, you had the Road Warriors and things like that. And I think they had a licensing deal with Crockett to have a flare, a flare action figure. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they were smaller and hard plastic, but they had movable arms, movable legs. And they had like a rubber head. You could like squeeze their head and yeah, crush it. Yeah, kind of like He-Man. Yeah. Um, I think I had the Rick Martell one. I think I bought it at a flea market. Wow. And, uh, and I think I had uh, the Long Riders somehow. I had they weren't even that famous. I only had WWE guys. Uh, and yeah, I had a ton of the LJN ones. The, I think it was WCW at this point. I think the first toys that uh, Crockett or well, it wasn't even Crockett, it was WCW had were the Galoob ones. They were just hard, hard, hard. Yeah, plastic. real hard. Yeah. And I had like Ric Flair, Doom, Arn, Sting. And that was like the 90s. Uh, so yeah, so what we're getting at here is by the end of the 80s, Jim Crockett promotion sells to Turner. And Tony Schiavone was not happy. Like many people, he did not like the changeover from Jim Crockett promotions to. Turner Home Entertainment, WCW, whatever you want to call it. So he does what a lot of people did at this time. And Vince McMahon makes that offer. And Tony's shipping up north to the WWF. Uh, He signed a one-year deal for what he would call a, quote, substantial amount of money. (laughs) Which they usually did throw some good money at these people. And and announcers, it was guaranteed money. So that's pretty good. And he has called it the best year of his career until he got to AEW. Mm -hmm. He really enjoyed working in WWF. He He said it was like... Going in, like into Wizard of Oz. Like, yeah, he says it. Prog- Stepping out of black and white and in the color. Yeah, he he said like at times where like you were just doing backstage, like the the, the quality, the budget was low. Like mm-hmm. nobody really knew what they were doing. Right. <laughs> um, they were just kind of winging it. And then he went to WB and he was like, the first day he was there is like they had like they they would build sound booths wherever yeah. the, re- the stadium was, and they they built these sets and they did all this stuff and they had production meetings and everything was like top notch. And he was like, this is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. And so he did a lot of things there. The one thing I would always remember, and it's not something that's really remembered too, too, too much, but I had these taped because 88 was around the time my family first got the VCR where you, you could record off the TV. Mm-hmm. 
And it was it was on so late, and I was starting to go to like kindergarten around the time. They would always tape primetime wrestling for me. It came on from 9 to 11 on USA, and I couldn't stay up that late. But they would tape primetime wrestling for me. And at that point, around like 88, 89, they did a thing called Coliseum Corner to try to sell Coliseum Video. And it would be Tony Schiavone. He would be on with Gorilla and Bobby. And he would he would do a thing where he would introduce a match. from like The one I always remember was, this is on the tape for the Royal Rumble. This is in like the middle of 1989. And they showed that there was a six-man match. It was like two out of three falls. It was the Hart Foundation and Jim Duggan against the Rougeos and Dino Bravo, Team Quebec. And uh, with, with uh, Legends of Hamburg guest Jimmy Hart in their mm-hmm. corner and Frenchie Martin. And uh, I remember them just him throwing in that match. But he also did the he did a lot of wrestling challenge with Monsoon. He called two pay per views of Venturi. He called SummerSlam '89, uh, and then he also called Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble 1990 90. Royal Rumble. Yeah, because apparently Vince was at the beach all day and didn't, just didn't want to do it. It was supposed <laughs> to be Vince and Jesse. He's like, Tony, you're gonna do it. And uh, he kind of fell out of favor a little with WWE. Uh, they didn't like his voice. Uh, there's always that perception that people think he was too Southern. That's what they say, Vince. Like, same thing that happened to Jim Ross. Yeah. That, that if you have that little twang in your voice, Vince, even though he grew up in North Carolina, born and raised in North Carolina, he he, he tends to look down on, like, hillbillies. There's always yeah. those hillbilly yeah. characters. Anything below Maryland. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he also, from what I was I was reading, too, he... When he was at WB, like he fell out of favor a little bit, but he was still being groomed to be that guy. Like Vince pretty much told him, like you're gonna take over my spot at the table. It seemed like it because Vince, I mean, Vince stayed around on commentary until like the late '90s. He was around for a while, but Monsoon wasn't. Mm-hmm. Monsoon, I guess he was around too, maybe because they couldn't find the replacement. But yeah, like Craig DeGeorge didn't really work out. Craig DeGeorge was there before Shivani. I'm trying to think of other people they may have brought in, but yeah, it was usually. Until Jim Ross came in, it was Vince and Gorilla were your play-by-play guys. Yeah. Like you had your color guys. You had Jesse. You had Heenan. Mm-hmm. Mainly those two. Raven for a little bit when he was Johnny Polo. Johnny Polo, yeah, 93. Yeah, yeah but he, he was saying that, that that's what Vince was kind of telling him. He was the next guy. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sure Vince tells people what they want to hear a little yeah. bit, yeah. And then they get a bag, trash bag at their house. the champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you get that trash bag. Yeah. More of that on the Patreon. Yeah. yeah, more of that on Patreon. So, uh... It, even with all that, Shivani is happy professionally, uh, but his family life kind of suffered. He's from Virginia. I think his wife was from, like, North Carolina or at least lived there quite a bit. I think she might have had family from, like, Pennsylvania, but... Um, I think but, Pittsburgh, right? I saw the Pittsburgh. He said one time in the podcast, but I forget what. Yeah. He said well, his sister's from the Pittsburgh area, and there's a bag of chips you can only get from Philadelphia. Like what? there's a there's a potato chip you could only get in the Philadelphia area that he's a huge fan of. That was one of the questions that he was asked in a podcast. I don't know about this. Yeah, Brian, I, yeah, Brian Her, knows Philly and I know yeah. chips. Hers? We're both <laughs> hers. I don't think they're hers. Now hers is in uh, like Nottingham. I yeah, think. yeah. A lot of, there's a but lot when his of sister chips down that when way. his sister sure. comes from when they come up and they, they're from like that what? area, he gets he's a big fan of Middlesworth. They're not Middlesworth. Yeah, Middlesworth I would have mar- marked out if he would have said Philly. Yeah. It was it was on AEW un- Unrestricted oh, really? with him and Audrey. He talks about his favorite snack. I'm, I'm trying to think of what would be. I know um, he eats the hobo food like Conrad says, like uh, <laughs> uh, Vienna sausages and stuff. Like I, 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 I want to say hers, but I, I don't think it was hers. Yeah, well, hers yeah. is out of like Montgomery County. It's close to Philly, but you can get it up here. You can get hers a lot. Yeah, you know, Utz goes down North Carolina. Yeah. So. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe you can find it. I'd like to find out. Yeah. But the thing is, um, the, the Tony and his wife and his kids, they didn't, really, they didn't really want to raise a family in Connecticut. The cost of living was a lot higher than it was in North Carolina. You, you see that with a lot of people that, that were from the South, that 
that work in the office, they Jim Cornette very famously hated, yeah, hated, hated living in Connecticut. Uh, some Bruce Pritchard seemed to take to it. Bruce Pritchard yeah. seems a little more metropolitan, cosmopolitan is what I meant to say. Um, but yeah, that was not Shivani. And they decide they want to move back down south. They have five kids that are all at this point like seven, eight years old and younger. So they 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 are like Vince. It's not working out. We I want to go back. So he does go back to at this time now WCW. It's fully entrenched as WCW. And for a few years there until like '93, he was pretty firmly slotted as the number two play-by-play guy behind Jim Ross. Jim Ross was your guy, and then Tony Schiavone would do like your B shows. Like Jim Ross was, I think, the Saturday show at that point. Tony Schiavone was worldwide, and then that one of them, and you had like Chris Cruz and Gordon Sully was still doing some stuff at that point. But then in 1993, that's when Bill Watts is removed from WCW. Uh, very controversial thing. Uh, he actually got removed for an interview he did in the Pro Wrestling Torch. And uh, some, some remarks that were construed at the time as racially insensitive. Oh, is this the where, the, like, he said because of genetics? He no, no. Uh, what Bill Watts said, and, and, and most people will tell you Bill Watts wasn't racist. Yeah. Um, but he had some viewpoints that the people... Uh, they got it hold. They got it from the wrong person. He basically said it was almost like a li- more of a libertarian thing, where like he was saying, if I don't want to, if I don't want to let black people in my store, I shouldn't be allowed. I shouldn't have to. Was basically what he said. He's basically saying he didn't like the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. And Hank Aaron was he pretty much saying it though because that's how, he he not saying he would personally right, not have no. black people. If he, he was just saying when he owned Mid South Wrestling, he made Junkyard Dog as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He, he hired yeah. black wrestlers. Yeah. yeah, but it was more or less like kind of. I like, should have the right to not hire or not even hire. Like, listen, I hate, I hate, I don't like hate speech. I don't like when people make fun of people for their sexual orientation, their race, their color, religion. But I do feel they should have the right to do so. But we have the right to think you're an asshole. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean. I, I don't want to get too political. I think yeah. that's different than saying, like, I should be able to open a store and not let black people in. I think that, I think that that's I mean, bad. we have that thing right now where these people won't make a, a wedding cake for a gay couple. Yeah, but that's more like, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a weird one. And I don't want to get too political. Yeah, that, I mean, if, if you're not willing to make them a cake, I'm sure if you, if there was some type of detection where they're like, I know these gay people are coming, we'd be like, listen, listen, you just leave. Right. But if you're already at that point where you're not going to serve them, you know? Yeah. I don't agree with it, but once again, if you're that business owner and you ha- want that choice, then I'm just not going to pr- pr- yeah, eat maybe your. Maybe not sh- a good business decision. Yeah, way, right. Yeah, but that's pretty much. I just want he he didn't say something that would be he he was agreeing to the. Right, he yeah. was saying like if I don't want to have uh, I let certain people into my store, I shouldn't be forced to. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Bill Watts worked with Ernie Ladd for years. Yeah, as his Booker. So I don't I don't believe that eh, that sounds good. That er, that uh, Ernie Ladd was racist. I mean, no, that Bill Watts was. Maybe I was right. thinking of the sports commentator who said, like, pretty much saying because Jimmy we, the Greek because we what I, I don't want to miss miss. I think he said something about how because at one point at one point in time we were pretty much using like. During the slavery times, they were taking the biggest and the strongest right, yeah, guys, and they were yeah. always like they were like the breeder right. slave. Uh, and he was saying that he thinks there's something to that. The reason why, yeah, that was Jimmy the Greek. Yeah, yeah, that that was Jimmy the Greek that said that, and then yeah, he got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bill Watts, this interview he does with the Pro Wrestling Torch, Mark Madden, who winds up becoming an announcer in WCW, he was actually with Tony Giovanni for a little bit. At this point, he was mainly, I think, like I think he wrote for the Torch a little bit, mm-hmm. and he was doing radio and stuff and, and uh, sports writing in Pittsburgh. He gets that, and he sends it to Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, if you don't know anything about baseball, is uh, he's passed away now. He was a black man, uh, one of the most famous baseball players of all time. Mm-hmm. For a long, long time, had the home run record. Does he still have it? 
Uh, I think Barry Bonds beat him. Depending uh, on who, what asterisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on how you... Uh, but he was a very high-ranking executive in Turner Sports. He played for the Atlanta Braves. It got to him, and Bill Watts was gone. And that, that's what we're kind of getting at here. Mm-hmm. We should do a whole Bill Watts. We should do a Mid-South episode. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, UWF, that UWF. And Bill Watts is out, and so there's this whole thing where people are jockeying for position who's going to take Bill Watts' place because he was the executive vice president of WCW. He was basically the guy in charge of the day-to-day. Uh, and so... Jim Ross was seen as the odds-on favorite. He was Bill Watts's basically understudy. His uh, Bill Watts was his mentor, and oh, cowboy. <laughs> Jim he broke Jim Ross in. Jim Ross was a referee. He was an announcer, and Jim Ross had had tenure there. He was there for a long time at this point, and people respected his mind. He ran talent relations later in WWF, but WCW's brass goes with Eric Bischoff instead, who's like a low-level C-level announcer. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if if Jim Ross was Michael Cole at this point. Eric Bischoff was Vic Joseph, to put it in, like, modern, like, WWF sense, WWE sense. But Eric Bischoff gets the gig as the, the head of basically running WCW now. Jim Ross is mainly getting a job. He's out. He quits. And he goes to WWF, and he's in a toga a few months later. It's it's weird because uh, one of the things I heard about the Shivani thing is when the three people were bidding for it, like, Shivani's name was thrown in as I, somebody. Yeah. But when he he said I didn't really want it. He didn't want it. <laughs> no. Um when he left WWE and went back to WCW, he his to go first back. day on the job, he called back Vince's assistant and he was like, "Get me my job back." <laughs> and uh, uh, pretty much Vince told the assistant to tell him that Vince said make it work down there. That you're not um, yeah. you're not you're not coming back. Well, he said that he should stay down there for his family and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, Tony said that on his podcast several times. Yeah. Like, I, I called and said I made a mistake. <laughs> he said he went back down there and he's like it was awful. Yeah. yeah. It was the worst. He goes. It was like trying fuck. to be like George Costanza when he quits and he comes back like the next. He he quits on a Friday and just comes back Monday like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what Shivani tried to do. That uh, that was on Seinfeld because it was when they had George working for the Yankees. Larry David literally did that, and that's where it comes from. Because back that's then, funny. like the Seinfeld thing, they wanted to make all the stories like real life things that happened to the writers, like they knew somebody had happened to. What happened with that was um, Larry David was a writer for SNL and he was miserable. And he was he was there for like half a season, and like one of his sketches got on the air was like very at the end of the show, and he like makes this whole big thing. Ah, I hate this. I quit. You all stay. And he walks out on Friday, and he thinks it over on the weekend, and and Monday just comes back like nothing ever happened. Guys, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> back. <laughs> There's probably a lot of jobs that would let that go. Yeah, like, oh, we need them. Yeah, we need people. So, um, so with Jim Ross gone at this point around 1993, Tony Schiavone becomes the voice of WCW, and he stays the voice of WCW. Mm-hmm. He didn't do Nitro initially because Bischoff, it was Bischoff, mm-hmm. Heenan, and um, McMichael who, sad news with that, Steve McMichael, he... Uh, it's Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. Really? Is that, is that the dude with the dog? Yeah. Yeah, with the yeah. ponytail? He, he played for the Chicago Bears. He was an announcer for a little bit. The original announce team for Nitro was Eric Bischoff, Bobby Heenan, and Steve McMichael. Mm-hmm. But he was only an announcer for about like six months because it was all to set up him being a wrestler. And he was with the Horsemen and... He, um, yeah, he, he, they say he weighs less now than he did in high school, and it's acting very quickly, but yeah, he has illness. Mm, yeah. Sorry to hear that. It's a shame. And, uh, but, but besides that little blipper, Eric Bischoff was kind of your main guy on Nitro, and that, that didn't last long because he turned heel and joined the NWO. Tony Schiavone was the guy. He was the main announcer. You had Mike Tanay, who had his little role as a professor, and you would have other people, but as far as your play-by-play Scott guy, Hudson. Scott Hudson, as far as your play-by-play guy, it was Schiavone. And he started building a lot of good relationships with talent. Yeah, uh, well, he was kind of what Michael Cole is now, where he was also producing the announcers, and 
he he was always very professional. We'll get into a little bit later. Like he wasn't not everybody was a big fan of Tony Schiavone, uh, but yeah, he he would he was friendly with a lot of town, especially the old Crockett people like Arn, Ric Flair, uh, a lot of the production people. Klondike Billy always talks mm-hmm. about on the uh, on the show who would like build all the rings and head up the ring crew. He was he was part of that old guard. And that old guard stuck together, and yeah, he I I and most people and unless there there are very specific examples we will get to later, but most people tend to have a good opinion of Tony Schiavone, and that bad opinion starts to really creep in in the late nineties, and Schiavone's yeah. getting burned out at this point. Yeah, because he's doing Nitro, Thunder, and the pay per view. Yeah, and he he's told stories on the podcast with Jericho that like they wouldn't even know what the show was doing. While the show is airing, yeah, they would rewrite the show on the fly because yeah. there were so many egos in place and so many people had creative control. And you know, you would write up a show and then Hogan be like, "No, doesn't work for me, brother." And then you have to rewrite the whole show. He said he was being handed notes <laughs> as it's happening. <laughs> yeah, is that something? Mm-hmm. And I think might be the idea when Britt hands him notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, they say this is what happens in WWE now. Like yes. they write this whole show and Vince comes in the day of like, "No, we're not yeah. doing that." Hell, it's crazy. Like the guard, the, the the guard is changing. You know, could you imagine that in any other show? Yeah. <laughs> any other show? Uh, SNL, they're rewriting sketches while the sketches yeah. are running. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, just this is completely off topic. Just kind of a WB thing here. But uh, so everyone's been posting like old Samoa Joe like promos and stuff like that and stuff from all mm-hmm. over the place. Mm-hmm. And like the like you kind of almost forget about it because the way WB kind of wires your brain to re- not remember talent. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, and like sometimes I'm like I didn't remember that, and then I'm like. Oh my God! When Joe was doing that run, where it was like him and Mustafa Ali and and AJ and and Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy, and he was doing that six way thing, and then when he was like, he was just like the, him and the Seth Rollins when they thought we thought he was gonna come back in the ring and he gets in Seth's face. I was like, this dude can talk. He's so good. Like oh, Samoa Joe was amazing. Just, if you could just stay a little healthier, I mean, I, I, it wasn't just his fault. It was their fault. Yeah, he dropped the ball on him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what do we do with him? Ah, oh, he's fat. We can't do nothing with him. Yeah, I know they they wanted to give AJ that nice long reign. He should have won the title from AJ mm-hmm. that, during mm-hmm. that year long reign. Yeah, I agree. Just a, just a big disappointment there. And I mean, if you want to see Samoa Joe, you got to look back at some old Ring of Honor. Like, uh, get, I don't know if Honor Club does a free trial. Ring of Honor. That. Well, that how about the video of him choking out Drew, uh, uh, Matt? Matt says yeah. I was being stretched by Joe before. Matt it was Turner. Cool. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Matt Turner. I almost said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Matt Turner's like uh, in the video. Uh, Joe's showing them how to put on a. Okay. Hit, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's choking <laughs> out. He's choking Matt out. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 reign was uh, historic. Oh yeah, him and, and AJ killed it in TNA too. Or oh in, yeah, an impact. Him too. and Angle had a great thing in TNA. Um, I, I think one of the matches I remember seeing was um, the one hour the one hour Broadway the one hour draw in Jersey with uh, Joe and and Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan. Jesus yeah. Christ! They had a one hour time limit draw. And they had the the the, the three way was popular. It was AJ, Christopher Daniels, and Smoke Joe. Uh, supposedly, for, for I, I saw that at the ECW arena. TNA oh, wow. did a house show at the arena, and that was one of the main events. Yeah, that was like a, a match they toured for like a year. The rumor yeah. is, I know this is always comes up. It's kind of like Jesus coming back. <laughs> that that Punk said, wherever Joe lands. I would be interested in that match. Oh, I could say it maybe if it was AEW. I don't think Punk's going back to Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, it's just too small. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Ring of Honor. Well, for season but he two. he want he he said Joe is one of those names that would that would spark my interest. Oh wow, how about that? I don't know how true that is. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it is talk. true, but will it happen? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, and 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 Joe can write his own ticket. Like I I think I remember reading somewhere that. He's one of those guys that really did take care of his money even before mm-hmm. he was in WWE. Just from Ring of Honor and 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 Impact, he he banked some money 
And so good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him if he can kind of write his own ending. He'd be another guy that everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they fired Joe. They ruined Joe. They should have they should have done better with Joe. And then Joe will show up at Dynamite and they're like, see, all they do is hire WWE guys. It's yeah. like, shut the fuck. I, I can't stand First of fan. all, I don't see Joe as a WWE guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some people that once you're there, you're a WWE guy. Yeah. It's like the AJ. Like, oh, AJ was in TNA for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that that's like your big thing. But yeah, Joe is... For me, first and foremost, a Ring of Honor guy. Yeah. And then Impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and then WWE third. Yeah. But yeah, so uh so with Shivani, as he he's getting burned out too. A lot of people in WCW are getting burned out at the end. WWE they they were so far ahead. Yeah, that whole eighty three weeks where they're just beating Raw every week, and then Raw fights back and Raw claws back. And now by nineteen ninety eight, Raw's pulling ahead. Like it's still competitive, but from after that after that one night in Philadelphia, mind you, yeah. another one I was at, where they they teased Austin and McMahon and Dude Love comes out, and uh, that was the night that they broke the streak. Uh, that was the night that, that Raw won the ratings for the first time in almost two years. Well, you get to look, too, what's happening, and it's kind of eerie. After is, that, like, Nitro won, but they only won, like, eight times. After yeah, um, but WCW has all of the the main events. They're trying to push these main events. They're trying to push storylines, but they're undercard is what's keeping people excited for their like their their match quality. Man, their, their undercard yeah, matches match are, quality, yeah. um, are fantastic. And then your main storylines are getting turning into a soap opera turning to Vince yeah. Russo. And then and, nothing and, nothing against Russo, but yeah. that's kind of where it was going. And then the NWO was well, just getting too 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 big. Yeah, well I mean the the, the story at this time the storylines in WWF are very Vince Russo too because Vince Russo was there yeah uh, but no, I and and the t- the thing too with WCW I, but you I, have guys like Jericho jumping over you yeah you, you have that the was, undercard yeah, guys who are putting great matches on now jumping ship yeah well that that became big when like the, they let the radicals go but th- at that time this the ship was sinking yeah yeah really bad at this point in '98 both of them both companies are were pretty hot and and I know you don't like them and not the best in ring guy in the world but Goldberg was hot. Yeah. Oh, he was definitely popular. And um and and then you have Austin on the other side. So mm-hmm. yeah, everybody everybody's on fire in ninety eight. And then the fire starts to go out in WCW. And one of the big moments where that happens. Well, I have a quick question. Do you think where do you think the difference between Austin and Goldberg is Austin was the badass, but then showed he had more character development doing other things where Goldberg was kind of like, well, I, we booked him to be this monster. Now we're starting to lose. Now we really we have no other angle to go with him. Besides. I, I think the difference between Goldberg and Austin is Austin could talk. Yeah, I'm saying Austin can be the goofball. He could be funny. He could be this, where yeah. it's like Austin Goldberg. had dimension. Yeah. And, and yeah. Austin cared. Yeah. Well, Whereas Goldberg was just there for money. Well, yeah. actually, the difference between Goldberg and Austin is very clear. Austin's better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every yeah. stretch of the way, yeah. Austin yeah. is better. Well, I'm saying that the two guys who you're like, oh, you're going to watch TV for right. Goldberg or for yeah. Stone Cold. I mean, they were hot. I mean, they both were probably pulling in consistent three, five to four ratings. Yeah. And now Austin can barely gets one and a half point. Austin can reinvent himself as a character over and over and over. Where Goldberg, it's like, what else is Goldberg going to be besides Goldberg? Yeah. Right. WCW really didn't know what to do either. Goldberg. After the streak ended. Goldberg was a great character, and that invincible monster will always work. Austin is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Oh, absolutely. I, there's a big difference well, so i have my personal favorites obviously but my realistic number like goat like if it's not i mean who's your greatest of all time without it being chris jericho <laughs> that's, that's how i look at it the same guy it is with chris jericho rick flair yeah, yeah. well <laughs> jericho flair are i would just michael the reason i would yeah jericho they're, they're my top three but and because I'm a huge Sean fan, and obviously, yeah, and, uh, like my personal favorite wrestler ever is Randy Savage. But yes, but the greatest like, wrestler of all time is Ric Flair. I would, I would say Ric Flair is fantastic, but I think like longevity and what they're both doing at like I think Jericho, longevity, Ric Flair. Yeah, but Jericho is doing really, really cool stuff and staying like 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Ric Flair. Yeah, when he was 50. <laughs> what was Ric Flair doing when he was 50? He was in Evolution. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so... Flair's like Flair was uh, 60 uh, and Evolution. Yeah, so Jer- there you go. At 50, he's probably world champion. Yeah. yeah, Jericho and Flair are like right there. Like obviously, they're just they can always reinvent themselves. They can go to any promotion. They can be the 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 big, the big guy. Like it's just awesome to see. But um, Stone Cold was just yeah, no touching them. He was on top. He was untouchable. For just, for a moment in time, nobody was bigger. Mm-hmm. Not even Hogan. Yeah. yeah. For a moment in time. Nobody was. And if he, if he didn't get hurt and he had like five more years on his run, and then he'd be like, "Wow, Steve Austin is the greatest of all time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when they were trying to be like, "Hey, we want you to do you, you and Goldberg, or you and Hogan," he's like, "Nope, yeah. not a fucking chance." <laughs> I think they should have did him and Hogan when they had the chance, because it would have been. Well, I mean, he, they, we got Hogan. Well, once Hogan did Rock. the, uh, you put me over first, and I'll put you over next. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "I know this yeah. game. I'm not playing yeah. it with yeah. you." Yeah. I mean, they could have worked it out. That would have been. Well, yeah, I don't think that would have been a big deal because Hogan and Rock wrestled twice, and Rock won both of them. Yeah, so I don't know if that would have been a big deal. And and Stone Cold's not an ego guy where he has. Oh yes, to. he was. Well, at that point, he was. Yeah, but I mean, like, but Hogan, he would always say his whole career. He goes, "I've spent more time looking up at the lights because of Shawn Michaels than I ever did looking down at yeah. him." You know what I mean? Like, uh, he didn't even want to work with Jeff Jarrett. That's one of the reasons Jarrett went to WCW. He, not like Jarrett was going to put him over. Oh really? Uh, he well, there, there's a story behind that. Apparently. Um, and he worked in USWA. Yeah, paid uh, $33. Or no, well, the story I heard was that, because, uh, yeah, Austin, one of the first places he worked outside of uh, Dallas, outside of World Class, was USWA because they bought World Class. So he was working the Memphis territory. And he had his payoff sheet, and it was for three nights of work. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it was like $45, $60, like $55. So he's looking at this whole, like, whole pay sheet for this four, three nights of work. And it's like, a hundred and five dollars or something like that. He's just looking like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, and he's looking at it, and Jeff Jarrett comes by, and Jeff Jarrett is the promoter's son. That's a big part of this. His dad owns the territory. Jeff Jarrett comes by, he's like, you know, it's not going to get any better if you keep looking. It's not going to get any bigger if you keep looking at it. There's something like that. Yeah. And I and they say that's stuck in Austin's crawl. All right, I'm cool. I, I could I can get by. That. And he uh, was getting paid no, like next to nothing. He said he would just eat tuna and bread or yeah. crackers. The uh, good news is uh, he 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 was kind of a very quick success. He got hired by WCW pretty early and they yeah. were making good money. Uh, Dave Dave says Savage Steamboat Red Heart his top three. You see, everyone that's has a very good top. Yeah, three. that's very good. Everyone has a different top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you say in ring. All around, because in ring and all rounds, mine's Jericho, Sean, like, Ricky Steamboat is Flair. great in the ring, but he can't cut a promo. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's like, and it's like it's yeah, like for me, Randy Savage is probably my favorite because he's my first favorite wrestler. So it's he tough. was my first him. And, yeah. I, it was tough. I was tough. I was I love Savage, but uh, uh, Piper, Piper and Perfect mm-hmm. were always stuck in my head yeah. too. I don't, know, I just I don't like even those. know my therapy. It's, it's it's Savage Flair and I don't know the therapy. And, and the Ultimate Warrior. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Back, well, in the Savage 80s, everyone loved the Ultimate Warrior. He was terrible. I, I, was rooting for, I was rooting for Warrior at WrestleMania 6. Yeah, we were all like, this guy's awesome. It's yeah. going to Hogan. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're not a kid and you watch him, like, wow, he's awful. Yeah. This dog. I mean, he looks cool. But I watched an old interview with him, Jim Neidhart, and the Rockers. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Survivor the Series. Oh, the tape. Yeah. here on tape and everybody. So and Sean, Sean's like, get what the fuck? Yeah. He so, would. Somebody's like, this is uh, cocaine in human yeah. form. He yeah. would hit the ropes wrong and everything. It was like clear, like you watch one of the matches, but he didn't know what he was there, doing. There's a great story in one of Bobby Heenan's books with uh, when they were really trying to put Warrior up, and he was the Intercontinental Champion. They put him yeah. with Andre, and this is where Andre the Giant probably did the bulk of his job of the jobs he did in his whole career. He rarely lost, and he went around the loop with Warrior, and he would lose by countout every night. Warrior, because Andre couldn't do a whole lot. Uh, Warrior would clothesline him. He would roll out of the ring and he would get counted out. That was the match. It was like 28 seconds. Yeah. And Heenan would be in Andre's corner 
and Warrior, the first couple of nights, would come in and just run in with the clothesline and knock Andre down, and he would just level him. He would come in f- like he would, he would he would hammer on. Yeah, him. he would just give him a shoot clothesline, and Andre was having none of this. He's already in pain. He's a vet. He doesn't want to deal with probably this. drunk. Probably drunk. He probably <laughs> had like a few dozen bottles of wine before this. Four four hundred twenty eight beers. Yeah. yeah, and so he's like. Every day, every 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 night, he's like, slow down, slow down, slow down. The warrior's now slowing down. So just one night, he holds out his fist when Warrior's running in, and Warrior runs right into his fist, and Andre still takes the bump and everything and rolls out, and then the next night, barely touches him. Yeah. The rest of the, to- the, rest of the tour barely touches him with a clothesline. The first night it happens, Andre rolls out of the ring, goes, he goes, he's learning. Yeah. He'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well... I don't know if we're at this part of the story, but uh, Shivani and Heaton have a little bit of a falling yeah, out. Yeah, it is kind of that point in the story because this is where it gets bad, and 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 this is where people start to kind of turn on Tony Shivani. Everybody loves him now. Wasn't always the case. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is where this is where it really starts. Well, part of it is that people turned on WCW as a whole because WWF did a really good job of making themselves the babyface and yeah. WCW the heel. And WCW helped that because it sucked. NWO was cool and WCW was lame. Yeah. And that's what they told you for years. So when NWO kind of fizzles out and they get rid of it, all you're left with is WCW, which your own show has told you for the last two years, WCW sucks. Mm-hmm. And all the cool people are in the NWO. NWO is gone now. So y- your main announcer is kind of the face of the company. Michael Cole is, is WWE. Back then, Gorilla Monsoon, before that, was WWF. Tony Schiavone was WCW. Yeah. Joey Styles was ECW. Yeah. That's uh, a great way of looking at it. A lot of people don't think of it like that. That is your narrator. Yeah. yeah. That is your narrator. And so when people hated WCW, they didn't like Tony Schiavone. And by his own admission, his work was awful at this point because he was burned out. The product sucked. He cared. He didn't care. Yeah, he didn't yeah, care. He's it in. You mm-hmm. can't blame him. And he, he was, was rated. And he was still doing Nitro, two hours and, three hours of Nitro, two hours of Thunder, and then possibly pay-per-view, too. He was doing, uh, also, too, he was uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated or something like that, or Meltzer's uh, worst uh, announcer. Two years year. in a row, 99 yeah. and 2000, he yeah. was the Wrestling Observer worst announcer. Yeah. And so the end of 98, beginning of 99, it was the end of 98. Raw was taped at this point. Before SmackDown, Raw would be live one week, and then that Tuesday, the next day, they would tape the next week's Raw. And on one of the taped Raws was the night that Mankind beat The Rock to win his first WWF title. And very infamously, and this is, we're going to get to that comic book now, it's called Butts and Seats, right? Mm -hmm. This is what it comes from. Because on Nitro that night, they had Eric Bischoff has Mick Foley go on or Eric Bischoff has Tony Schiavone go on like when they do the camera thing in front of the, when the announcers are on camera. Uh, we've been told that Mick Foley, who used to wrestle here as Cactus Jack, is going to win their world title tonight. That'll put butts in the seats. And they check quarter hours for Nielsen ratings. And that was at the end of a quarter hour. So if you go from that quarter hour to the next one, in that 15-minute block, 600,000 people turned off Nitro, and put on Raw. To see the title change. To see the yeah. title change. Like, why would you say, hey, they're going to switch Hey, the something really important is going to happen, and this guy that everybody loves is going to win his first world title. Yeah. Stay and tuned. Th- and then on Nitro, it was like, Mike Enos wrestling. Yeah. Or it, was, yeah. it was some shitty match. Um, f- from his interview I listened to with one podcast, um, he, he said that, and he goes, this is nothing different. Like, that was Bischoff's thing forever. He's, he would tell you what was happening on the, Raw. The first night they went head-to-head, it was... Uh, Shawn Michaels beats the big guy with a kick that couldn't earn a green belt at the YMCA. That was literally the first. 
It was yeah. the second Nitro because the first night Nitro was on, it was unopposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWF was off for like the dog show or the US Open yeah. or something. It was yeah. like Labor Day. Uh, but the, the second Nitro was head to head with Raw. He's it was taped and yeah he's like Shawn Michaels beats the big guy Sid yeah and they would always give away yeah they would yeah they come on and they just uh, Bischoff would just spit out the yeah the yeah. result uh, and and he pretty much he said he just got a note saying uh, Mick's gonna win the title tonight shit on it yeah and and then he kind of improvised the butts and seats line but he said like. I wasn't comfortable doing it. Like he yeah. was, I didn't, I didn't care. He was, I would have done it again because I'm going to do what I'm told to do at my job. Yeah. But he goes, I wasn't comfortable not because he was, it makes a good dude, makes a good dude. It's a big moment in his life. And he even said he personally reached out to, to Mick and yeah. was like, I'm sorry. Like he well, Mick was, reached out to him because Mick was, Mick was hurt. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Mick, if they tell me to do it a hundred more times, I'm going to do it. Right. But I need you to know as a human being, I don't feel that way about you. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna find very few people who don't like Mick Foley. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are very few. I mean, there's one I can think of, but uh, they're yeah. very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, that that's a big thing. And then Foley's a sacred cow. Everybody loved Mick Foley. His book was out. At, or, I don't know. His book wasn't out yet, but uh, almost people, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it came out. Have the a next nice year. day. Yeah, yeah. People adored Mick Foley, and so people got mad at Shivani, like they lashed out at him. And then, then the other big one is. After WCW closes, Bobby Heenan uh, didn't make it to the end of WCW. He got fired. He got he got demoted to Worldwide. They put Mark Madden on Nitro, and then he got fired. Mm-hmm. And when he would do interviews after WCW closed, yeah, uh, whenever he would be able to pl- plug his book, because that's when Bobby Heenan did a lot of interviews. Any chance he could take, he would rip Tony Schiavone a new one. Mm-hmm. What his go-to thing is, they would somebody would ask him about Tony Schiavone, like ask me again what, what I think about Tony Schiavone. And like, what do you think about Tony Schiavone? And they would flush a toilet. <laughs> like, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Schiavone has said, it's, has come out and said it, it was my fault. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because uh, Schiavone was in charge of the announcers there, and he knew that Bobby was getting fired. He didn't, he didn't give him the heads up. And he, there was other things, too, like Mike Tanay has taken shots at him. Yeah. Well, he said also, too, he goes, from, my, from the interview, I, I, he said, I wasn't 100% sure. Like, I came in and I was told he was fired, and right. he said he didn't know, but I don't yeah. know how true that is. But then he also said that Bobby has a pending lawsuit, so we want zero contact with anyone yeah. with Bobby Heaton. So he just did what he was told and mm-hmm. didn't reach out. And he said, if I can go back in time, as soon as I left that office, I would have called Bobby and said, yeah. I love you. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this was happening. Mm-hmm. But because he didn't reach out and say anything to Bobby, Bobby was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and 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 a lot of the announcers didn't like him. Uh, it was he was the he was their boss for not like their big boss, but he was mm-hmm. he was a boss. Yeah, he was a guy. That was, he was their producer. And Mike today didn't like him because he would keep finishes from them. Like he would get finishes and he wouldn't give them the other announcers. Uh, Okerlund said he liked them personally, but you could tell he was a politician. He looked out for himself. Um, and yeah, he was a company man. Yes, so, he's a family to feed. Yeah, no, yeah, you, I understand it, but yeah, a lot of people weren't the biggest fans of him that were other people. And these are also people that, uh, besides Tanay, uh, uh, Heenan and Oakland were very good friends. Shivani, or uh, Heenan or, and, and Tanay became very good friends, too. They w- Their wives liked each other. They would go out to dinner and things like that. So it was this kind of tight-knit circle. And then Shivani was a guy who was like off doing his own thing, and he had his own other circle of friends like Arn, and he had his family. He had like five kids growing up. So mm-hmm. they just weren't close. And and yes, and, and, and uh, Shivani's regretted. And then... That made it even bigger for, for Shivani as far as like the venom because of what happened to Bobby Heenan. Not only is Bobby Heenan this beloved guy, the greatest manager of all time, uh, look, nobody on the show 
My my podcast thing is called Project Humanoid for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody uh, nobody is gonna have more praise for Bobby Heenan than me. But I, that that was the thing. He was a sacred cow, and then his health failed, and he was a sympathetic figure. And if he didn't like Tony Schiavone, that was gonna make people not like Tony Schiavone yeah. just yeah. because of that. And here's the thing: Bobby Heenan wasn't perfect. He was showing up drunk to show. Yeah, up. at the yeah. end of Nitro right. or at the end of the, his run, it wasn't good on his end either. No. Yeah, he was kind of funny. They did. He did say they got to recon. They got to talk. Oh, that's yeah. At, at a uh, like a fan fest or something. Yeah, Heenan even when he couldn't talk anymore, it was just him and his wife, and he would just write stuff on paper. He would yeah. do a lot of like those cons. Yeah, and he would uh, him and him and Tony did speak before he got really sick. Like, yeah. it was at the beginning of him getting sick, and then Tony said, "I'll reach out," and I, Tony's like. I'm an asshole. I didn't. But he goes, I feel like before Tony, before Bobby left, I feel like we buried that hatchet and that right. that was important to him. They did a video game together, but I don't I think they did it at, at separate recordings. Yeah. There was that one and it was an awful I game. think I think uh, that Legends of Wrestling uh, showdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I think that they met at the fan fest promoting that game. Oh, maybe. Okay. That yeah. would have been like, yeah. yeah. It sounds great on paper, but the game sucks. Yeah. There's two of them, I think. There yeah, are, there's there was one three. and two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there were three? This was the third one was the worst one of all. Oh, I The other ones weren't one. awful. They were not great. It was either. a good idea. Let's take everyone who's not signed, mm-hmm. put them in a game, and have all these fancy matchups. And they were sounds really wonderful. Cool, like, cool, cool rosters, yeah, too. Yeah, Sabu and RVD were yeah. one. Andy Kaufman was in one. Yeah, yeah. Like Terry Funk, Dory Funk. Brett was in one. Yeah, Bruno. But then... The bell had the ring, like Bruce Fisher says, and the game was not fun. To play. Not a good game. You had to have like incredible timing on that. Yeah, it, was just... it, it, it played a lot. It was uh, Acclaim did it. So it was a lot like the, or it was the Acclaim engine. I think yeah, after something. Acclaim went belly um, up. Raw. Uh, the the original Raw games, the ECW games. Yeah. yeah. yeah not great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Attitude. That was the. Yeah, Attitude was awful. And then, so around this time is when WCW closes too. And, and right after that happens in 2001, there were a lot of things that like rushed in to kind of fill the void with WCW. I guess Impact did, or TNA at the time, did the most of anything. But one of the first things that really tried that, uh, just a few months after WCW closed, a few investors get together with Jimmy Hart and Greg Valentine and Brian Knobs, and they want to do this thing called the XWF. And basically, they did a pilot. They did a, a weekend taping in, it was actually the Impact Zone in Universal <laughs> Studios. Uh, it's the same thing where they did Impact. It's actually, it was that Impact Zone was part of the old Nickelodeon Studios. I think for a while it was where they did Guts and the other ones oh, where they wow. did stuff like Blue Man Group. So if you ever oh, watched right. Nickelodeon Guts, that was the impact zone for a while. <laughs> oh, cool. wow. Um, so it was uh, the XWF, and you had like Hulk Hogan. Uh, Kurt Hennig was part of it. The Road Warriors. Jeff Jarrett. I think so. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett was Jeff with Jarrett. all of those. Yeah. He did the one in, in Australia. Not w- a terrible yeah. roster. No, it wasn't no, It wasn't Public bad. Enemy was yeah. there. Yeah, they had, they had some younger guys too, some more agile guys. Uh, and your announcers, uh, Tony Schiavone was your your lead play-by-play guy. And this is an interesting team because he, this was during the uh, half a year where he was fired. Jerry Lawler was the color guy. So it was Tony yeah. Schiavone and Jerry Lawler. That is an interesting Because that was when he got he quit after they fired his girl. And then Paul Hammond. Cat. Yeah, Paul Hammond was the uh, the announcer for for, w, Sorry, for Raw for a while. This is booted lady. Yeah, she's uh, directly in between us. <laughs> and then, and that, that thing you picked up. Unfortunately, I didn't get off the ground. And so they only ever did that one XWF tape. And they put it out on DVD. You can find a few episodes on YouTube now. And then the only other thing he really did was in 2003, he did show up in TNA yeah. for two episodes. He had a goatee. He had a kiss t-shirt, oh, Hawaiian yeah. shirt. Hawaiian shirt. He was a heel. Yeah. 
He hated it. Uh, yeah, and I was like, the, the, the line that I remember most is like, I know a guy that's sitting at home that's way better than you are, and his name's Scott Hudson. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. what? Uh, after WCW, he pretty much said he, he quit cold turkey. He yeah. stopped watching. He stopped doing everything. Yeah. He said the only time he ever tuned in. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you know what Scott Hudson's day job was? No. He was, at, may still be, a parole officer. Really? He was a PO. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I always liked Scott. I thought he was, he was pretty announcer. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said the only time that he was going to, that he turned on Raw for anything is when he was told that WCW got bought mm-hmm. and uh, Bischoff is going to show up on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I turned in, I turned in. And he was just like, I hate this because he, he wasn't he wasn't cool with Bishop he, at the time. He was he didn't watch uh, Booker T and Buff Bagwell in Tacoma. Oh, yeah, with, uh, Scott Hudson and Arn is your announcer. Yeah, I wish I didn't. He pretty much was like, because he he just he goes, I just remembered the locker room speech where he said, I'm I'm not going to rest until I kill this company yeah. and I hate this company. And then he's shaking. Tuesdays aren't fun anymore. Yeah, from oh, one son of win. a bitch to another. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I seen it. and I was like, I'm out of here. But. Yeah. So well, yeah, he, he does leave wrestling behind for well over a decade. Uh, it went back to radio. Uh, he was doing morning radio. He was on two different stations, one in Atlanta, one in Gainesville. He did AAA baseball. He went back to baseball for the Gwinnett Braves. He did a post-game show for Georgia Bulldogs football. I actually know somebody. I have a, a friend that like uh, through like wrestling websites that was like, I don't know if he was interning or he had a friend who interned. I don't know if it was like a first-hand or second-hand story. Said Shivani could not have been a, nice, a nicer guy. Yeah. Treated everybody in that building like they were a friend. Like, you could be an intern. You could be the CEO. You could be the, the He doesn't boss. take himself very seriously either. Like, right. and not in the aspect that he doesn't he doesn't value himself. Yeah. But he, he like, when people are like, you're the greatest announcer, he's like, no, I'm definitely yeah. not. Like, like, he's like. That, that, that's that's uh, that, humble. Yeah. Like, you, you, there's only three people in running for that. There's only three people. It's, it's either Jim Ross, Lance Russell, or Gordon Sullivan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he knows that. It's like, it's one of those things where I said, I always unabashedly say Heenan was the greatest annou- uh, manager of all time because there's only really two guys I think you can make an argument for besides him. Yeah, Cornette. Cornette and Jimmy Hart. And yeah. they'll both tell you it was Bobby Heenan. Yeah. And and that's why I always say that. Um, but yeah, so Shivani, uh, yeah, humble guy. And I mean, yeah, yeah there you have these people that had like bad things to say about him with WCW, but it was a bad working out. And if you're, if you're miserable at work, you're going to be miserable at other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that, that can happen. And you give the guy a benefit of the doubt with that. And so he's doing that. And then in 2015, he gets some kind of infamy on the end. And I hate when wrestling fans, or anybody does this. Yeah. People started dunking on him and ragging on him in 2015 because there were cutbacks. He lost his radio gig or one of his radio gigs. And it comes out that Tony Schiavone is working at Starbucks. And he... Is like, yeah, yeah, I needed money. They had good health insurance. I have kids. I worked at Starbucks. I'm not ashamed of it. And he said mm-hmm. he loved working at Starbucks. Yeah. He said it was a great company. Yeah. But no, like they'll bury like people got people would always give Shane Douglas crap yeah, working at Target. Yeah. Like, well, gotta guy, pay the bills. The guy got a job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's not wrestling more. He's gotta do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and they, well, Justin Crow worked at Olive Garden or something. Yeah. Like I think he might have worked at Target. And you have, to, yeah. you have to realize too, like I'm not saying Tony Schiavone wasn't smart with his money, yeah. but he has a family of five and everything yeah. like this. And some of these guys like and he wasn't a worker. So now you think of a guy like Shane Douglas, mm-hmm. who probably had a drug and alcohol problem, mm-hmm. who probably can't get an actual job here or there because his body's so beat up. So Target's probably the easiest There's, thing on you know, his body yeah, to do. Limit what you can get. You yeah. Know, everyone knows everybody. You gotta, yeah. gotta get some I, kind I think of he wanted to get back into teaching too. Yeah. If yeah. someone pushed Shane Douglas. But yeah, I mean like yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Putting oh, and he and he was like it was a part time thing and it was benefits too. Like a lot of people would do UPS for that. It, it was like this thing. Yeah, you're, it's not a full time job, but they have a great benefits package. Yeah, but yeah, and and so the, and from there, where it really kind of rounds in the form is 2017, 
when Tony gets a call from Conrad Thompson, who uh, Conrad, his first podcast, it didn't last long, was with, with Ric Flair. Yeah. It was on CBS. You can't even find the old episodes. No, yeah, because yeah. well, first it was what? Uh, the Ric Flair Wo- show, and then it became Wu Nation, or it yeah. might be vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped and then started. And then Rick Flair didn't want to do it again, so that's when Conrad broke. Yeah, but you can't even like find like if you look on RSS feeds, yeah. you can't even. Yeah, find, they were taking taking. You down. can't find. Oh, it sucks, man. Because I'd like there to listen to the stories. Yeah, and yeah, and then Conrad moves on to Bruce Pritchard, and that show really takes off. And then he's branching out, and the first guy he branches out to after that something they wrestle with show is Tony Schiavone, and so Tony gets kind of dragged back in. Well, didn't you think? Uh, didn't Conrad like? Maybe this guy could use some help. He is working at a Starbucks. Like, um, he has great stories. Everyone liked working with him. I think Conrad may have known Arn, and, and he knew Flair, mm-hmm. and he knew Flair, and they were close with Shivani. I think there were some people that Shivani may have kind of kept in touch with, and Pritchard was friendly with Shivani too, to a degree. I, I'm sure they've gone over how they got kind of connected, yeah. but and and but yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It helped. Like, I know, like, Shivani would always say for a while, like, yeah, I'm just doing this to pay for my daughter's wedding. Yeah. And then I'm done. Yeah. And he kept going. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, Conrad, let's just give him a, a little love here. Uh, he is the, like, shadow emperor of professional The pod right? father. Is yeah, the pod father, man. Him. Like, the, like it, this whole podcasting, I know, like, sometimes, like, I'll say, like, oh, I do a podcast. You're like, oh, yeah, you and every other dude on the planet does podcasts. But, like... I enjoy doing these. Mm-hmm. I enjoy sitting down with friends. It's a great ex- it's a great reason to sit here and learn about old stuff, debate, debating what the topic is. But I enjoy doing it. And if we can get to the point where we're making it as a living or a job, that's even cooler. But like, a, podcasting has changed a lot of people's lives and has done some cool things. So just going back, Bruce Pritchard out of wrestling, mm-hmm. the, Conrad gets a hold of him, does an amazing podcast, does a great job hosting and pulling these stories out, but also keeping him at balance too by calling him on his bullshits yeah. when yeah. He, and he has to. But oh, Bruce, there's a lot of it. And Bruce yeah. gets a job back with WWE. Yeah, like he got his job back. Tony Schiavone starts his podcast. I'm only doing it to pay my daughter's wedding, and once Conrad hit him with the numbers, like I can get you this money. Mm-hmm. His daughter's like, all right, I'll hold off my wedding. Go do what you got to do. And he paid for his daughter's wedding. And he's like, okay, I'm going to keep this going. And then he's like, hey, I want you to meet Tony Khan. Yeah, go meet this Tony Khan well, guy. Even yeah. before that, he did uh, MLW for a few. Yeah. yeah. Things. So, so did Pritchard. Pritchard was backstage with them. And, and Pritchard got a gig with Impact for a few a few shows. Yeah. And yeah, and then that kind of br- rolled snowballed. And then AW comes along. And and yeah, lo and behold, now Tony Schiavone is back on TNT. Back on TNT. Yeah, one he's that not away. on it, what, 17 years or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, Turner, just TBS, TNT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool story, man. And I, and he, let's say he never thought he'd be back in wrestling. Yeah, and now he's beloved and so I, I did not. It's a know. great second act. It's such yeah. an amazing second. And it's not even. And done he's yet. so happy to be there. And it's not even close to done yet. No, you know, and it's not like he's doing physical stuff. He can talk yeah. forever. Yeah, he, uh, he. He, I was not a uh, uh, like he wasn't the voice of my childhood. Yeah. Jim, Jim Ross is the voice of my childhood. Um, Monsoon would be more than Shivani for me, but Shivani's yeah. up. Oh, I definitely had Monsoon as well, Monsoon and I loved and Monsoon and Heaton together. But Jesse and Body. But I remember, yeah, Jesse's big for there me, too. But then, uh, for for me, the Attitude Era just sticks out the most because it was my like mm-hmm. right where your your mind can yeah. retain more. Um, so I didn't really know much of Shivani. So then AEW comes, and I'm like, oh, that was the guy who was the commentary at WCW. Like, oh, I, they're just doing the nostalgia thing. Like, I didn't hate the guy, but I didn't know much about him. And then just doing this podcast and then hearing him on AEW, and then I fell in love with uh, – I don't want to say this in a weird, creepy way, but like I, felt, I, I became a fan of Aubrey. Okay. The referee. And uh, they're like, oh, she does a podcast, AEW Unrestricted, and she interviews people. I was like, oh, well, I want to see how her interview skills are. So then I find out it's her and Tony Schiavone doing the podcast. 
And they're like, these guys are great together. They're funny together. Their chemistry is amazing. And then I started listening to the to Conrad podcast. Cause yeah. I, I what came, happened when? We didn't get to say the name. Yeah, what happened when? What which, happened when? Which I came into later because I didn't really listen. I was like, I'm not listening to Tony Schiavone one. I, I'm listening. I'm just going to listen to Bruce Pritchard one because I like the way that one's structured. Yeah. And then I went back and listened to the Schiavone ones. I'm like, oh, these are fantastic too. But the more I consumed Tony Schiavone information and hearing his voice and hearing his stories and his his humor and he's funny and he's entertaining. Yeah. I became I was hooked. I'm like, this dude is awesome. Like he's one of those people that the more you learn, the more you consume about, you fall Absolutely. in love with him. Yeah. Like you fall in love with him. And the fact that he went from the worst ranked the worst person. Like, could you yeah. imagine if like right now they came out with a list and they're like Tornado Tag Podcast is the worst podcast in the world? Like that would even if you're not you're only doing this for fun. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, it'd be like, fuck, man, I'm the stop. worst yeah. in the world at what I do. And I think he won best last year, right? Yeah, he won. I from, don't know when he came back. Did he or best comeback? Something he won. Yeah, something. but now like you're at the lowest of lows. You went from you know packed arenas and calling some of the most iconic things and everyone coming up to you saying you know you're you're the thing of my childhood. And the big thing that happened recently with wrestling is is nostalgia. Nostalgia is is coming back harder than ever. Um, and I think AEW is a big tribute to that because I think a lot of these people see these storylines like that, and then like they they bring their their parent in. They're like, oh, look at this storyline. They're like, that was this old storyline with Dusty. And they're like, well, that's Dusty's kid. And he's yeah. like, oh, like look at the people they brought back. Not just Shavon, Tully, Arn. Yeah. And then obviously you know the the, the Sting moment where it's Sting, it's Sting. We got we got like there's they're scratching that nostalgia. And he even says himself, he goes, I didn't realize how many people actually still gave a shit about me yeah and as a guy who you know that that as a human not like as a human that to hear that probably fucking feels amazing yeah where you're like i was ranked the worst and people hated me and people thought i i thought i went on this he was a pariah yeah he was yeah. completely a pariah. my first ever experience in professional wrestling is me going to rick flair's house and talking to him and then the end is me as the worst commentary of all time and i hate the business yeah and i hate everything i love about it and now he's back and he's like i found i refound my love you know what i mean like it's a it's a cool. Yeah, except yeah. the second half is amazing, and it's, it's an still the excellent redemption song. It's Absolutely. still being told, and you can see it every every Wednesday night. Yeah. You know, um, the the interactions with how we're talking about notes coming to him. Yeah. Him and Britt Baker are him hilarious. Him and Baker, their chemistry yeah, that's, that's is just off the, the charts. Yeah. Like a uh, uh, no, for lack of a better term, couple that they they made this like this is great. Yeah. Like sometimes in wrestling, just two people you don't think. It's like oh, keep going with it. Mm -hmm. They ever they asked him on the podcast his favorite moment. And he said, my favorite moment is when we did Madison Square Garden, and I, I comment, I was there when uh, Hogan and Big oh, Bossman yeah, were in the, the cage. cage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he goes, then we left that night, went Boston Garden Arena, and I did the next night in that arena. He goes, that's my two favorite moments just because of the atmosphere yeah. I was in. Mm -hmm. And then they asked him his favorite AEW match so far. And he said it was uh, the uh, Bucks versus Hangman and Adam Kenny? Page. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the tag. Yeah. The tag match. It was a revolution. He said it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I love Tope Suicide. Dude's a monster. I cannot wait for this comic book. Uh, it's supposed to be coming in November. To get it? November, I guess they're saying it's going to start shipping out. Um, what is, we'll start with you, Brian. What is your favorite Shivani moment? Uh, I don't know if that was like an individual moment. Or what are some? What are some that stick out to you? I'm, I'm trying to think. I love the pocket. Just seeing the guy behind this voice that I heard forever because. You didn't really get that Tony Schiavone. Mm -hmm. The only time he got like a little like a Tony Schiavone letting his hair down, and it's an it's awful, and he's made fun of it. That this one open the Halloween Havoc where these kids are coming to the oh, house yeah. like a vampire. <laughs> but really, it was it was the first episodes of those podcasts. Like, really, Tony Schiavone's back? He I hates wrestling. What's he phone. doing here? And um, it was just seeing him kind of 
because he was always a straight laced. He he was he came from sports. He came from baseball. He called wrestling like a baseball announcer, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. He he was a good voice for the product. And then just my favorite thing with Tony Schiavone is the second act because it's like this guy who was like, oh man, I miss Tony Schiavone. And then he's back and and you get to see like kind of what he's like and he's it's just this fun guy like yeah. He's a, he's a little foul mouth. He's a little yeah. bit of a pervert. Yeah, but it's, but it's funny. Well, that's that's kind of like your beauty. grandpa going, "Oh, look at her." Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the beauty of the podcast world too, because people are like, "I'm not listening to an hour and a half of people talk." Yeah, but you really don't get an idea of of somebody. Like if you if your favorite celebrity is such and such or this person wrestling, yeah, and you go and watch them on a three minute interview. You're, you're you're they're just hitting bullet points. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, they're they're do, like they're they're cutting a promo on you. They're giving they're showing you on camera who they are. But if you sit down and have a conversation with somebody for an hour, you're slowly going to slip into your own personality, and you're going to learn mm-hmm. about that person. And you're, you're going to like them or you're not. Yeah, I, that's why if if when I listen to podcasts, if I'm not learning something or if I'm not hearing an actual heart to heart interview yeah. or conversation, or you think well, this person isn't interesting at all. Yeah, that happens sometimes. You're like, well, I don't know. Yes. It could be double edged sword, yeah. but but Shivani just kind of sitting down and letting his hair loose for an hour and just talking and 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 getting back to those old memories and stories. It was I'm like buttoning that fur coat. Yeah, yeah. he was just I'd like, like to tussle with her. Yeah, it was just funny. There's nothing funnier than when you're listening to AEW Unrestricted with him and Aubrey and they do the. Uh, the ad reads, yeah, and it's like Tony Schiavone talking to Audrey about shaving his balls with mangrove, <laughs> or erectile dysfunction pills, yeah, or get, get hard pills. Blue chew, well, yeah, blue chew. That yeah, was, that was always the blue chew. On the Conrad shows too, and he's just like he's reading dick pill yeah. things with a with a female referee, and, One she's, of the and she's she's just fat mouth as he is. Yeah, she's a sailor. That's good. I want to have a beer with her in the worst way. <laughs> One of the funniest things back in the day, uh, and I just watched this earlier this year, getting ready for the Royal Rumble. Back in the day before the Royal Rumble, they would always have like 15 little 20-second interviews with like half the guys in the match. And when Conrad and Shivani do these things, they'll they'll like talk over the interviews yeah, and try to be great. funny. One of the ones, I don't know if it was the 90 Rumble or the 91 Rumble. I think it was one of the ones Hogan won. 89 maybe. It is Shivani just being as foul-mouthed as possible. Him and Conrad just doing the funniest voiceovers <laughs> for these Royal Rumble interviews. And they're just rapid fire. It's just him going off the cuff, and it's so funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's We're, so quick. We gotta start. We have to do some watch alongs. But I just gotta figure out how we would do it because sometimes the audio doesn't come through my board, so I have to figure it, out how to it, do that. We hear it, but they don't. Yeah, that's so, how we can get around it. So what I would, yeah, what I would do is, uh, because you, I think you're allowed to play the audio of it. Third, what twenty seconds? Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might be able to, but for a limit. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't even tra- try that because you want people to have it on. Or people would usually yeah. have it on like maybe like lower. that one contract. So let's track it and they'll play like part of the promo. Yeah, know? but what we would probably take is if you get like a headphone splitter and then just put it on like a oh, I, like we probably thing. wouldn't be able to do those live. Like I'd yeah, probably, no, that would be the, that would be a tape thing. Yeah, we'd have to tape and do like because I, I want to do watch alongs, but not just old wrestling here like old old wrestling reviews. But that, I want to do it like current stuff. Like that would be fun for Patreon. It yeah, that'd yeah. Be very fun that would be our Patreon, Patreon thing. Well, things may be changing soon. Uh, we're not going to wrap up yet, but things may be changing soon. We'll get into when we get close to the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, um, any other moments, Shivani? With the, I'm trying to think of stuff as an announcer. Like my my favorite is when uh, when Hogan Hogan t- joins the NWO and he goes, "Hulk Hogan, you can go straight." Yes, down. yes, so, you can go straight. pay per view. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, <laughs> like, <laughs> I respect Sting, but Sting doesn't do it for me like Sting does it for everybody else. Yeah, like I I I he's kind of like Bret Hart. I respect everything they did in their career, and I they are the top of the heap. They're amazing, amazing talents. I just didn't. I was never sold. I was never a Hulkamaniac. I was never sold on that. Like it's just not the type of character I was into. Um, but 
Sting coming back wouldn't have been as good. I don't think, I don't think if Tony Schiavone was there. Well, probably not. That that call they yeah. hit. It's the yeah. It just it made it it made it feel like that. Like I, like I said, nostalgia is big, and AEW is doing a good job scratching well, that itch. That's that's the thing. It was the first episode of Dynamite. Like Tony Schiavone is on TNT. Yeah, calling wrestling. I'm like I, I'm 15 again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, wasn't Jericho the first thing we seen? Who was the first person we seen on? I don't remember. I forget. The I know box? the first Cody. I, I know. You know what's crazy? We can rem- I, like right now. WCW first match ever. Well, I, Liger. Well, I know the first match. Yeah. Liger versus Brian Pillman. I can't think of the AEW's first match. It was Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian. Oh, yeah, oh that's it? right. Yeah. yeah. And oh, Sammy Guevara came out with the the panda head. The panda head. Yeah. Man, imagine that. Remember that? We we're like, that's who is this yeah, who's clown? Jerk off. And now we're like, we <laughs> fucking love Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> funny how that works yeah they aw does uh, regardless of what uh, like i said i didn't want to fall in that trap this time around when two companies were rivaling each other where i picked a side and i didn't watch the other and i'm, and I'm glad i didn't there's no need to because both companies are doing fun stuff you don't gain anything from doing nope that. and and they're both so good nxt is so good too yeah kushida i'm so and, happy they're uh, on different nights so i don't have to choose yeah, i know I've, I've, I've really fallen off nxt kushida and oni lorkin from this week is definitely worth right. watching and Kushida and Santos Escobar from the week before. A little Kyle O'Reilly throwing a little Orange Cassidy yeah. vibes out. <laughs> well, he's he's figuring out. He's in the yeah. He's it's not right there right now. He's getting there. I think he's going to win the title. I think he's beating Cross. I hope so. Uh, Cross but, should be on the main roster. Yeah, yeah. Cross, um, Cross is a definitely WWE guy. Kyle had a, a very fun match too with uh, Cameron Grimes. Fucking guy's a super. I keep wanting to say Trevor Lee. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Lee. He, he he's grown on me. Cameron Grimes. Is grown. I've always liked Cameron Grimes. I was the one. I was like, I don't. I like him. Ever <laughs> since it started doing this, where he's like doing Bitcoin and yeah. NFTs and, <laughs> and Doge to the Moon and yeah. all that stuff. The the indie heart. The indie and Ted DiBiase keeps taking all of his stuff, yeah. like outbidding him for things. Um, the indie Hartwell and the um, what's it? Dexter Loomis thing Dexter is funny. Loomis. Indy, like, Indy Hartwell was growing on me too. She, yeah. she, she's, she's, she's in love with him, and they're like oh trying God. to, they're trying to be a couple. And and Gargano kills her. And Gargano's like is her dad. Like you leave her alone. You leave her alone. She did a thing a few, uh, a few weeks ago where she pretended to be knocked out so he would carry her to the back. And then she does the thing that Sherry did at SummerSlam that one time where Shawn Michaels is carrying her to the back, and she looks at the camera and like winks. Yeah, and the thumbs up. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, they're doing. They're doing. AEW is getting a little goofier, which is like, but it's it's getting goofy in a good way. But when they need to turn it on, put a match on. Sometimes the goofy ain't good though. It, it, they're doing a good job at it. I think they are. Some stuff is good. and Some stuff isn't. Yeah. The, 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 Brizango is the the Buckingham Palace guards didn't really do it for. Yeah, me. Yeah, it didn't do it for me either. Like you don't. Fandango. I don't know about Tyler Breeze. Fandango is funny. He's yeah. a funny yeah. guy. He's fu- yeah. You don't. You don't have to have him get laughed by dressing in a funny costume. Yeah. He's he's hilarious. He, that punk show they did with him was hilarious. He was good at it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 say that for Patreon. But um, anything anything else with Shivani that jumps off the page at you? Nothing really. I mean, his podcast. That's why. That's why. Yeah. I Really. I, I listened to it from day one. I was like, well, let's check out that. And first, he was just trying to rap, like remember things, like uh, yeah, it was, picture, it w- and it didn't work out because he's like, you don't remember shit, Tony. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. It was the bo- ask the booking committee or whatever he said. Yeah, the thing with him as an announcer is he was a straight man. Yeah. And one thing I will give him credit for, um, before Heenan came over, the big get for them for a few years, from like ninety two to ninety four, the main color commentator for WCW was Jesse Ventura. And I always thought that Shivani and Ventura had way more chemistry than Ross and Ventura. Jim Ross is a great announcer. Like, 
honestly, I think Jim Ross is a better announcer than Tony Schiavone. At least, n- n- I think Tony's better now because he cares. Yeah. And Jim Ross doesn't really care anymore, I don't think. Uh, he's just not Or he struggles. A, no, you know, he's he's doing his thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not caring is unfair. I, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. He's doing his thing. He has, in his mind, well, about, what he should be doing. How, like, let's, let's just real quick, too, like, just give credit where credit is due with Excalibur. Excalibur's sitting in between the two most iconic people of all time, and he's, and he's, yeah. he's doing a great job. Oh, no, yeah. I, yeah. I like A-Dub's announcing. A-Dub's announcing mm-hmm. is very good. And, um, and I think Shivani's excellent in this role. I think where Shivani really shine. I think it's busy when they put like Taz in there too. I think you should never have more than three people. In yeah, there. yeah, that's I, I always think just two. Two's, yeah, two's, two's fine. Um, two's I think fine. I'm fine with three. I think uh, the fourth can be depending on who's there. Like when Jericho's there, I'll take it all the time. But I think that's usually when Jericho's there though they don't put Shivani in. Yeah, but Shivani and Jericho killed it during the pandemic. Oh yeah, and yeah, those few weeks where Rick's uh, mm-hmm. was like canceled. Yeah, he was. Um, but that was a. I think that was a moment too where people were like. Re fell in love with Shivani on a whole new level was when him and Jericho were going back and forth. Yeah. And they yeah. had those couple weeks where it was all taped. Mm-hmm. And they said Shivani recorded for like 13 hours one day. Oh, yeah. Because oh, uh, he, he loves it now. Yeah. yeah. And he just got, he just, and they're like, anything you need? Like they just, they yeah. treat him good. He, he loves, he loves being there. He said, you know, it's a con is great to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, being, Everyone's being no with Cody again is, Cody. is awesome. But, but yeah, man, it's exciting. It is. The it dude's is. a good dude. I cannot wait for the Kickstarter. I got the the Give Me It All package. Oh, yeah, the, the hardcover, the softcover, and the T-shirt. And yeah. you get art print and then all the bonus stuff. Yeah. The, what do they call that when you... The, the, oh, the, when, you the, when, when, it, when it reaches a certain goal, you get these free the, the, gimmicks. The, 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 yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> Add-ons. I, I stretch know. goals, I think. Yeah, stretch goals. Yeah, yeah. Stretch, stretch goals. goals. Yeah. If, you, if you're not someone who uses Kickstarter, make an account. There's some fun stuff. There's on a there. lot. There's something for everybody on there. Yeah. I bought a just search like wrestling. I buy comic books. There's video games. I bought a cat watering bowl thing that like there, feeds itself water. There are a few things I kicked myself for not kickstarting. Uh, video games mainly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which one? Shadowrun Returns. I'm a big fan of Shadowrun. Okay. Okay. And uh, Mutant Football League. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, they had a Kickstarter for that. Yeah. I missed the collector's edition of Bloodstained because I was like, ah. And I, I kicked the game when it did come out three years later. It was awesome. I kickstarted the Friday the 13th game. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Way before it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that game has had some troubles. That game would have been amazing if they would have been able to finish it. Apparently, the licensing. Yeah. They were pretty much like, go ahead and make it. And then yeah. they made it like, if you add so much as a blade of grass to that gun, we'll sue you. Yeah. Like, you, they, they, they're, not allo- they're not allowed to work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so, so awful. It, so it's basically like, yeah, you can work on it, but you really can't do anything, so you can't. They had issues with the servers. They couldn't get servers to work. So I remember like the only way you can play is if like on Xbox you made like looking for a group and then mm-hmm. everyone joined like a party and then we all joined the game and then we played that way. Oh boy, a hassle. But it was fun. Yeah, it, it made the game because then we all, when we logged on we're like, oh, the six people we played last night are on. Let's do yeah. it again. But I mean that's so we kind of we worked around. Yeah, the but it's not just like Halo. Like I'm just gonna join and yeah, there's right. ten people. And uh, and then what, some of the game it had glitches and bugs. And then when they're like, all right, cool, we're gonna patch all this stuff and make it a really cool game, and we're gonna add more content. That's when the hammer hit. Yeah, like, yeah. We're not allowed to now, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of good memories in that game, like funny moments. No, I never, never played it. So when I, you, I don't really like the source materials. So. When you play that game. When you're in a party chat, we used to always turn the party chat off and go back to game chat. Because when you played a game chat, it was proximity. So your character can only hear my character oh, okay. is if we're close to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And like you'd be in the distance like, oh my God. You're like, I hear someone screaming over there. But the only other way you can communicate with each other if you're not proximity is if you found the walkie-talkie. Oh. That's so a cool little... If you found a walkie-talkie, yeah. you can all talk now and you work against Jason. Okay. So I'm, I have a walkie-talkie. I'm talking to people. And I'm running, and all of a sudden, Jason's behind me. He teleports behind mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I'm like, Jason's chasing me. Now, at the time, 
I, I don't even think I had a walkie-talkie, or I think I did. Or I don't remember how it worked. But I was like, Jason's on me. I'm going to keep running. I think he's too far away. He can't hear me. But you guys start the boat and get out of here. Just go, go, go. He's chasing me. And I'm like, F you, Jason, F you. So this Jason's chasing me, and then he hears me say that they're fixing the boat, and they're gonna get escape on the boat, mm-hmm. but there's not even a boat on the map in this game. But he doesn't like. Like sometimes they'll they'll remove the boat, and you can only get out by cops or if you survive the night. So he teleports away from me and goes to the the boat because like the timer's running out, and we're just about right. to like finish the game. Running the clock out of this, and point. I'm just yeah, I'm just running the clock. So the game ends with him trying to come back and find me, and I just make it to the cops. And he gets on the mic and goes, dude, you fucking got me. He goes, I, because Jason can teleport only twice a game or something like that. So he used his teleport to go across the map to stop a group of people just instead of killing the one. And when I teleported, everyone got out of the game because it wasn't even there. And like everyone's laughing like, he got him, he got him so good. But it was a fun game. That's completely off wrestling topic. I apologize. But um yeah, and then he had uh, Chucky was in WCW when Shivani was there. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. RoboCop, that's RoboCop, not hard, but yeah. Wasn't the Crypt Keeper there at one time? Uh, was he? I don't remember the a Yeti. The Yeti. The Yeti. another Tony Shivani. I hope the Yeti shows up in WCW or AEW just so they can say the Yeti is returned. We might get Captain Encino. Captain Encino. I don't. I don't he bought the rights to it, and Big Show said, "I will one hundred percent do it." Well, but Big Show hasn't even been on Dynamite yet. No, has he? Is that yeah. what the first time was he on Dynamite? Or just paper? he's just gonna come back as Captain Insano. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Some girls hair. By, by the way, while we're talking about AEW, we have to uh, we have to throw out some uh, congratulations to the main event. Yes, four yeah. matches, four, four matches. Um, and one they should have won under Lucha rules. They would have won that first match against FTR. Yes, it is a DQ if you take your opponent's mask off. Yeah, uh, we. I'm, I I I messaged Midas. I said, "Hey man, I love you to death. I'm proud of you. You guys killed it." I'm not gonna lie. I was not happy with the way it went down the first night. As a fan of you guys, felt like they a little disrespected. Felt like they were a little disrespected. And of course, he had nothing bad to say. Yeah. You know, he was like, hey, man, we're, we're, and I said, listen, I know you're in there against FTR. They're the top, they're the top team in the league. You're going to get squashed. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, didn't have to pull the mask off. I don't know if it was an accident. Or I, it not. seemed like it. I don't know for sure. Yeah. It seemed, um, like it. and I, I didn't like the way commentary played them off. Like, as a joke, like all oh, these guys are fucking bums, but like you're 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 won't put over a, a line and an entertainer, but you're cool with a dinosaur and a and a, and a jungle well, guy. I, I think I think they did have some fun, and they really got to shine in that lucha yes. uh, luchasaurus or Jurassic Express match. They got to do some fun stuff with um uh, SCU, yeah. And then how cool is it that? Uh, and I know this is a big thing for them. These six man tag against Dark Order. Uh, they were teamed with Ken Broadway. Mm-hmm. And Ken Broadway was Matt Travis's tag team partner. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. And Matt Travis, uh, another House of Glory guy, was lo- the, uh, the guy that unfortunately passed in um, in late 2019. Yeah, he he. Well, I'm not giving anything away, but he did say nothing but positive reception from the locker room. Everyone, Excellent. everyone, they they made a good name. They did. Listen, they're the type of guys you put them in the locker. They're they're going to be. You're going to remember them. They're yeah. they're they're awesome, awesome dudes. Um, four matches in AEW is, is awesome. Not, got, not, not that I've dealt with them a lot, but anytime we've been around them, like I've been around people I've genuinely rooting for, was genuinely happy to see on that show. Yeah. Um, we got to see a lot of cool people from like the PPW area. Yeah. Um, Casey Navarro has made an appearance there. Rembrandt has made an appearance there. Big Game Leroy was there uh, and, and the main event. And we got, um, who's the, the cancel dude? I hate to say it like that, but. Clutch. Yeah. Clutch. Yeah. Clutch got to make it. He's canceled it. Don't say it. Um, 
I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about his cancellation, though. I don't know. We 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 covered that ground. Yeah, well, we we walked that we walked that path already. But anyway, but um, uh, it is cool to no see offense, your friends do cool things. No offense to any of those guys. I, I, the happiest I was was to see main event on there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I I love I love Casey. Uh, Rembrandt, I got really close to her towards the end of PPW there before we left because I got to like yeah. interact with him some stuff. Oh, he, he did a great interview. Yeah, that, that last night we were at PPW, he did. Um, it was so much fun. And I, I've been, I mean, the first time we ever went to a PPW show together is the first time you've seen them. And we, we and and that's something they actually brought up to me like in private where they're like, you were one of the first people like on a platform that we got to listen to that really put us over. Yeah. Like you guys were team main event mm-hmm. as long as we like at, like. You were our, you were in our corner at PPW, and and as long as those guys are in a ring, I'll be rooting for them. Uh, and there's good humans, like just good humans. They're awesome in the ring. They're fun, and I'm really really happy they got their their matches. If you want to go support them, head over to Pro Wrestling Tees. They have three T-shirts available. Uh, they have a Circus World where it looks like a Juice World shirt. Oh, it looks really cool. That, like Looney Tunes. Look the Looney like Tunes one where it's Jay Lion inside the Looney Tunes logo, yeah. and then it's their cartoon character. Cool. And I love the new gear too. The uh, the, the one, white, the white, yeah, the main, mainly white one. That's that white. Awesome. That's some sharp gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good call out. I like that a lot. Super yeah. happy for them. I'm not going to lie. When I first seen it, when I woke up and you guys put it in our group chat and I was like, wait, what? The FTR? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, like, that's, that's awesome. Good yeah. for them. Um, and just taking the spike pile driver like a champ too. Yeah. Getting spiked. Well, how does, how does it feel from your end as someone who's in the business with them? Like when you see, when you see people do stuff. Well, with certain people, I like it. Yeah. You know, certain other people I'm like, mm. yeah, but yeah. that them, I, I liked it. So I'm happy for them. Yeah. It's great for them. You still jockeying for that tag match with them soon? Trying no. to get that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, and I'm also happy that they finally got to do main event against main event. Yeah, which is that one. Oh, at, yeah. At pizza party. Pizza party, yeah. yeah. Uh, IWTV, you can watch that match. Yeah. I think they did it twice. They, they did it there, and they yeah. did it some, they're doing it somewhere else. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's main cool. event versus main event. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the other main event. They're cool. So I kind of don't get the name. Like with, with, with the main event, we know I get the yeah, name. Yeah, Lion's Main. It makes yeah, a lot of but sense. But with them guys, yeah. I don't. Maybe one of them was like, like has like good hair. Brian Maine. I think the one dude, I think his like his logo is he's also a lion because he has like a long dress. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just not familiar with him. But that's cool that they got to have a main event for his main event. Let's go main event. Like, (laughs) and they were the main event of the show. Oh, that's That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, I didn't know that they were they were the main event. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The funny thing is, is the reason this whole thing has been talked about forever is because every single time a promotion, oh, they tagged the wrong one, tagged the wrong main event. (laughs) Can you imagine? And it's funny because one of the reasons why main event got into PPW Uh is. Alex went to a show and seen the other main event <laughs> and said you should book the main event and said you should book the main <laughs> event and then Paul Bo seen that main event at another show that's awesome so they went back and told Tony and because that main event like so they were one person was telling them the other one main event and Alex and uh, Paul seen the, the House of Glory main yeah. event so when they showed up Alex was like you booked the wrong main event <laughs> this is like when uh, John Lauren you got the wrong one legged guy the wrong one legged wrestler yeah. <laughs> yeah they wanted to get Zach Allen because he was on TNA a few times and they hired a different wrestler that had one leg, and then they had to pay that guy for a while. Then they hired Zach Allen too. Yeah, um, yeah but, it's, it, but it, it worked out. It's awesome. I hope they get a contract. They're cur- I hope at least they get used when AW comes around because they're going to start touring again in yeah. July. Jr. said. Yeah, and when they go to New York area, Philly. Uh, I, I think they're. I, I've been saying it for a while. I think they're a tag team that can fit into the the culture of AEW. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of nice arenas around here, by the way, AEW. I uh, yeah. before everything shut down, the beginning of last Redding year, would be awesome. Reading. I went to see a Reading Royals hockey game. That arena would be perfect. Yeah, that and the, and the one in Wilkes Barre, uh, yeah. Mohegan Sun. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that one would be good for for Dynamite. I so, Hershey. I want to see. I, yeah, I want to see AEW live. That's gonna happen. Yeah, if they the first time they're in this area, I'm going. We're doing Philly, but that's a little bit of a hike. Yeah, yeah. 
I think the, uh, as things and open not up, the best will, neighborhood. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as they get around, you yeah, know, as things open up. I want to, I want to scream yeah. and sing Jericho's Fire. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, that has to happen. I get to see everyone, all my, all, all the people I met at like Leapfrog and stuff in the crowd singing, <laughs> singing Jericho's music. I want to be there singing it. But you had to pretend like you don't know. They're just fans. Yeah. Um, well, I won't know half of them because they wear masks. Yeah. Well, we got to see. He'll know. Yeah. Uh, who, who's the recent one? When Jericho, when they went to commercial and came back, and Jericho had everyone hyped up. He goes, everyone sing it when we come back from commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, in the crowd, uh, Willow was in the crowd. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah. The, oh, okay. I didn't see it. Yeah, she I didn't notice. The, I think it was like Jay Line on Mass. Like, what? Yeah. No, Jay Line. Well, he was on Mass on, a, on, on AEW, just hey. not the way he wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's like one time on Raw, there was this guy backstage, and he was just talking to Maven. This is like 2004 or something like that. And you're like, oh, okay, there's this, this like redheaded dude talking to Maven. Then you find out later, that was Shark Boy. No, oh, how what? about that? Yeah. That's like uh, that picture that got released where it's Joe walking around with the NXT championship and MJF's holding the door for him. Yeah, and he pushes MJF <laughs> out of the way. Um, Brian, what do you got to plug? Uh, ProjectHumanoid.com. That's where you can find all my stuff. Uh, Murder My Dude, of course. Uh, Pedantic will be the one coming out this uh, weekend. We did change around the release schedule. Now it comes on midnight Sunday. So mm-hmm. Saturday night, tomorrow night, uh, into Sunday night, Pedantic episode five will be out. And then next week, it is Murder My Dude. We're doing something I love, con artists. And we're talking about Jefferson Randolph Soapy Smith, who was like the crime kingpin of Denver, uh, a con artist of the highest order, and somebody who uh, met an unfortunate end. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I, I like con that. artist. I might be talking about wrestling a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I think absolutely. that might sneak into it. There's a few, there's a few out there. <laughs> Um, uh, Jesus. Yeah, and if you want to check out Project Humanoid, is in our links below. If you click on the, if you click on our link for Tornado Tag, Project Humanoid is on there, and it'll take you to all things uh, Murder My Dude. What do you got to plug? Uh, if you listen to this show and it's like, hey, I'm listening to this right now, and it's April 24th, it is my birthday. You can go to Broadheadsville, and I will be wrestling live at NTW. I believe it is that called NTW. There's a couple of ones that go together, so that is at Broad- Broadheadsville. That is at. Seven o'clock. Who are you wrestling? Six o'clock. It's me, me and Matt Turner. Uh, I think they announced the guys were wrestling, but I, Luca Mancini and somebody else. I forget the stack partner's name. There's no match graphic. Okay. That's why there's only a, a show graphic. Okay. That's why. So. And that's this Saturday. Yes, that is April twenty fourth, and then then one just got announced June twelfth at the Riverside Beneficial Association, which is the building right behind the where the Reading Phillies play, where WPW used to run years ago. I'll be wrestling there, and that is. RCW. So that is June twelfth at the uh, Riverside I, Beneficial. I think I saw that poster. Isn't it a friend of the show, Johnny Moran? Yeah, John John Moran's on it too. Is that red poster? Have you seen that? Did Johnny around? just win the Titan Championship, or he just wrestled for Titan recently? I'm not sure. Is that, I seen that picture where he has no beard and the goofy hair. I thought it was from his like, hair got longer. Yeah, I thought it was from like eight years ago. He looks younger. I'm like, yeah, he looks younger, and the hair is like outrageous. Yeah, it's it's, it's he has a, it's longer on top. He yeah, just, it looks like all poofy, and they're like, oh, he's thicker, old. The, I'm like, oh wait, that's the, new. The thicker Italian hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, the show's coming up. I, I know he just had a match. I'm not sure if it was again. a title or anything. So. And uh, one other thing we should definitely plug. Maybe we're going to get to this. I'm sorry if I cut you off there. Sunday, Sunday. on IWTV, uh, IndependentWrestling.tv, uh, Frog Sport, Matt Mikowski's Frog Sport uh, is this Sunday. I yeah. believe 8 p.m. on uh, on IndependentWrestling.tv. It is a good time. Um, we're gonna let sponsored it- by. Sponsored by the Bob Culture Podcast, no. Brother Brotherly Love Podcast. No, yes, I always say it wrong. Brother, it's brotherly love. Brotherly love it, podcast. It's not brother love. Um, brother there's somebody else there. I forget the other name of the sponsor. I'm terrible. I don't. I don't know. 
because I'm not in the know. You just want me up before. Um, Sponsored by uh, Jimmy's Crab Shack. Jimmy's ooh. Crab Shack. <laughs> come on down for some good crab come on and down. shack. Um, hold on, I have it here. Also, brought- the bald monkeys. The bald monkeys. That's it. So it's uh, Brotherly Love, Bob Culture, The Bald Monkeys, and us, Tornado Tech Podcast. We're sponsoring it, uh, as well as High Tension Wrestling. So definitely check that out. The show is awesome. We are going to do a a review or something of it. Um, once it's all released. Once it's out and it's done, we'll probably yeah. we'll probably maybe sneak something in next Saturday. We'll try to record something. And uh, we'll be live tweeting it. On yeah, we'll be li- 100% live tweeting it. Um, but also, if you want to check out someone who... Made their uh, a, a little appearance at Leapfrog, mm-hmm. a non non tournament match. Uh, tomorrow we interview Devontae's live on this network at seven o'clock ish. Devontae's who was in the very first match on the very first Camp Leapfrog. Yes. Oh wow! How yeah. about that? Also against, a Super uh, Eight competitor. Against an, in Super Eight. Yeah, yeah. Against another friend of the show, Deshaun Pratt. Yeah. Wow, how about that? And he was. It was Deshaun yeah. versus yeah the Devontae, very first yeah. Leapfrog. Uh, so come and hang out with us tomorrow. We're we're talk to Devontae's. We're going to talk about our brotherly love for the washington football team you let a team get in the playoffs and this is the this is the thanks you get right (laughs) um yes matt mccaskey's frog sport hosted by camp leap frogs iwtv there you go uh so yeah hang out with us tomorrow we're going to talk to vantes uh we were we were invited um, by your by Matt to come hang out for your birthday, but unfortunately, I told him we already canceled on Devontae's once, yeah. and I didn't want to do it again <laughs> see, to see, him because the show might not be that great. I didn't want my name attached to it. Yeah, so it's like, it's like I want to make it your birthday batch. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. No. Oh, they were going to do the whole thing as Andy had her yeah, birthday like, bash. No. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it might be working tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex hanging out with us in the chat right here at the end says, "Welcome back to the studio, Brian." Hey, it's me. Yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. A lot of fun stuff this weekend. Uh, like I said, follow us on social media if you want to live tweet with us or use hashtag Camp Leapfrog or ca- hashtag Leapfrog for uh, on Twitter to, to watch along. Um, I'm not sure if the code is active again. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they kept it off, but I know they took it off for Mania Weekend. But yeah, you could try co- uh, code Leapfrog. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Try it out. Yeah. yeah. If not... It's, it's only ten dollars. Right? It's going to be well yeah, worth nine ninety nine, yeah. and he gets so much more. Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds. You of can look. Not only can you watch this Camp Leapfrog, you can go back and watch the back catalog, Camp Love Frog, mm-hmm. uh, things that go bump in the ring, Christmas trios. Uh, immerse yourself in the world of Camp Leapfrog. Uh, the, re- Leapfrog the reunion weekend. show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Some of those I think are only on the Facebook Fight. page. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they might be on IWTV too. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's well worth. Ooh, it. actually, and there's a ton of wrestling. So IWTV, like well, not just Leapfrog. I mean, wrestling from all over. Yeah, the newest uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk more of this stuff when we when we do the Patreon episode. We're gonna talk current wrestling. But I do want to give a huge huge love here um, to to some some local independents. So this is right on the cover, Spotlight of the Indies. Oh, um, yeah. and it's cool because the co- the cover is Bianca Belair. Who what a, what a babe, right? But it says when wrestling. I think indie wrestling, I think Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, oh yeah, how they. The, the, EST, that, that's pretty it's cool EST up there, and it's a special wrestle, what, a, what yeah. an EST mania issue. Uh, but the first thing on the thing when you see Spotlight of the Independence is the Iron Man match with Trisha Dora and Tony Deppen. Oh, okay. Uh, making history beyond in wrestling. Uh, well, they, they went two hours in an intergener- well, actually, intergener- I think There was one from Fight Forever. I don't know if that was a Trisha, Trisha Dora one. Wasn't it? No, I think that might be a different one. Oh, you're right. It was because yeah, he did saying, two. He did two in like know. two days or something yeah, like that. I, yeah, because he did one on Fight Forever where it was a uh, a draw after an hour. So instead of doing something right. death, they did a whole 
second hour in the Iron Ooh. Man match. Yeah, so this is the night before Fight Forever, and then Tony did it again okay. the next night. Yeah, yeah. Some, um, uh, and I know Tony has Pilgaru brewing in Potso. They may be having some big wrestling news soon. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they should be. I think they just got their tanks to start brewing. Oh, so they are getting closer and closer and closer to making some beer. So if you want to support Tony Deppin out of the ring, go check out Pilgaru Brewing Company. They're having an investing thing right now, where if you invest money, you get money back. Yeah. Type deal. Uh, but here it is here. GCW fight forever. So you got the Leo Ruck, Leo Rush and Blake Christian there. You got uh, some people you may know from Camp Leafrog. You have uh, Matt Mikowski tearing uh, Boomer's ankle off right there. You got F.A. who made his his, his uh, love frog uh, up top here. McKenna. Uh, yeah. Kaya McKenna. Kaya McKenna. Who just, and Holly did. Who just joined our table for a sticker. Oh, cool. When when I ordered a t-shirt off of Kaya, mm-hmm. she sent she sent me a sticker as well. Oh, yeah. Cool. So you can go to her her pay, her merch page. She has her shirts are really cool. That's actually one of the logos. Oh, okay. It's very you get a uh, sticker backing off the business card that Matt sends. Yeah. Just put it on there. Um she I'm gonna wear it for a Truth Behind Illusion show. Oh, okay. I'm gonna wear my Kaya yeah, my Kaya shirt. Um here you got Willow who who goes at the last leapfrog and, live. Alley cat? An alley cat, yeah. There's Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. What do you think independent wrestling? When you think, oh, he's going to be in a Super 8. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to be in a Super 8. That's awesome. Ricky Morton, Matt Mikowski. Super 8's going to be fun this year. Wow. Uh, Who am I missing? Uh, Killian. Killian. Killian's going to be in a Super 8. Uh, And the next page here is uh, Butch and George Cassandra Cup. So you have Sam Laterne. um, interview. I thought he said George Costanza Cup, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "What?" It is George Costanza. <laughs> they changed it. The Cassandra Cup, and, yeah, uh, that, which was won by Edith Surreal of yeah. Camp Leapfrog. So there's Edith and Sam Camp Love Frog people there. Molly um, and Killian. Molly and Killian. Uh, I, I that's Edith there. There's Darius who's okay. making his Leapfrog debut. Uh, this at Matt Mikowski's, uh, uh Frog Sport. Okay. Um, by the way, when, not if, when you sign up for IndependentWrestling.tv. Um, watch Camp Camp Lee Frog. Watch Frog Sport for sure. Go back and watch the IWTV family reunion from WrestleMania weekend. Uh, the very first match is the Camp Lee Frog trios match, which was very good. Erica Lee, the Boar, and Boomer Hatfield against Matt Mikowski, Travis Huckabee, and a very good professional wrestler. And then watch the very last match, which uh, by winning that Cassandra Cup, Edith Surreal did get a IWTV title match against Lee Moriarty, and that is an excellent match. Hmm. Uh, both of those are well worth going out of your way to see. There there may also be a Edith Surreal match in the, the... Oh, there is? I think there might be. They, I know they filmed it a while ago. I don't know if they're putting it in this one, but... Uh, Frogsport, I believe they've announced the Russian death match. That's it? That, yeah. yeah Russian that, death match. Edith Surreal and Masha Slamovich. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with her. I didn't see the match. Masha is good. Um, But Masha's I heard good. it gets crazy. Really? Yeah. It's going to be fucking insane. So, yeah, they announced that? I believe they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If Alex is still around, he can confirm, but I believe... I know they set up the big thing with uh, Edith had the art installation. Oh, when she attacked in the thing and Padre over through the table. Yeah. Well, that was on Facebook, yes. Yeah. I've seen that. So, so that match is coming, and holy cool. hell. Yeah. yeah. Um, this really seems like it may be Edith Surreal's year, and and uh, nothing but nothing but big things are ahead of for her, so... Yeah, she's cool people. If she can get, if if she can survive the Russian death match, yeah, <laughs> Russian death match. I think I think what we might try to do is we're we're gonna try to figure out a day where we can uh, maybe sneak some. I'm just gonna open the door to anyone because I can do up to ten people on this. We'll have it like looking like a family oh, square here. That might be people talking over each other. This uh, this is the whole show is just gonna be. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk before we hit the button. But Froggy Wood Squares, <laughs> Froggy Wood Squares. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, we'll oh, have some fun. Maybe we'll get some uh, people talking. Well, you know how the show ends, right? How's it end? You tell me when you give me countdown and I'll end the show. 
Are you getting it right now? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tony Schiavone. It's in Hot Ends. Beds, we are desperately out of time. We gotta go until next week. Cut off. <laughs> <laughs>